What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the internationally known. From Frisco to Maine all the way to Spain. Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You in here with the Bruce Wayne this is the king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth, yours truly, the notorious one, a.k.a. Mr. Coachellini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Stradamus, and you're in the desert storm bunker with none other than EWF. That is every woman's fantasy. Also, the whole effing show, Senor Gregorio Greybeard, Mr. No Trabajo himself, the man with more nicknames than anyone in the game, also known as the Morpheus of the Mating Matrix, the Chocolatey Confucius, the Defensive Coordinator of the Year, new nickname, also known as the Black Moses, the Deliverer, the CEO Niggero of Fixes Binds LLC, the Unbinder, the Undebatable, the Undisputed Best Entertainment here on YouTube, the best podcast going today, also known as CGA. That is C God Allah, and I be the 10 time, 10 time, 10 time demonetized champion of the world. And we in here for a great show. Today, we have a woman that is going to be crying cheers. She suffered through the years and shed so many tears. All right. All right. I suffered through the years and shed so many tears. We have a woman saying she's be she's been betrayed by feminism. Yes. All right. She definitely glitching. And she's a 38-year-old woman. I believe she's a 38-year-old woman. She's sitting back, sitting at the edge of her bed with her gun hanging over her panties. And she's like, what happened? What happened? Where did all the men go? Where did all the men go? All right, where did all the men go? How come I can't get married? Let's get married. She can't get married. She can't start a family now. And she's barren. She didn't throw all the rest of her bad eggs. She didn't freeze her eggs. And she's like, what happened? Where did all the men go? Oh, the classic statement going on today. She's been betrayed by feminism. This is going to be from her own words. The evolution come to reality. This is what we're going to talk about today. That going to be the main event topic. We also have um, we also have a lot going on. We have manufactured women talking about how much money it costs to preserve their looks. Definitely a Orange County, Miami, New York City, Hampton special. We have Straggle and Sniggle Theater. We have a Straggle that is stolen $4 million. She's a diversity hire and a diversity specialist, and she got away with stealing $4 million. Gotta get my bag and run. All right, Lord have mercy. We got a segment called Be Careful Out Here, Gents. We're going to talk about a Colombian man or a man that went to Colombia and lost his life. All right, man, he got caught lacking. He got caught lacking out there. And is marriage too risky? We got a segment called Is Marriage Too Risky? We're going to talk about that. And possibly, you know, tonight I'm not going to be here. I'm going to go watch the Raiders play. Um, I, I'm, It might be a tremendous waste of time, but it is what it is. We have that going on tonight. So tomorrow we're going to review... Uh, several videos, one by uh, a brother called Zoom to Thailand. He has a video popping where 
he has uh, uh, announced that, that that there's some sisters from the sisterhood that it went over to Thailand chasing down passport bros, like chasing them down and telling them they ain't shit and they dusty. And the women got dirty feet. We got we got that going on tomorrow. We're also going to review a debate between Yada Mean, all right, Yada, the guy that everybody calls a simp, and Anton Daniels. We're going to break that down uh, tomorrow and talk about what I get from both of those gentlemen. I respect both of those gentlemen. We're going to have they did not have a heated discussion. All right, they had a very gentleman argument. I'm going to tell you what they left off. Each one of them have left one or two or three things completely out of this conversation. I think Anton generally tried to bring in a in a, a, a point that I want to make in the conversation, but it was lost in the sauce, focusing on little things that we disagreement uh, agreed with. They were majoring in the minors in that debate, respectfully for both of those individuals. All right, and so we're going to review that because they had a discussion about 50-50 men. All right, the whole 50-50 men conversation. So somebody shared that video with me, and I said, I'm going to review that one. So that's going to be coming up tomorrow morning as we take tonight the evening service off. But to contribute to today's show, Dallas Island, the Notorious, CGA. On the cash app, Venmo is Coach Greg Adams TV. PayPal is paypal.me backslash. Coach Greg Adams and Abby pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel when you can new, 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 super new chat on the Notorious CGA channel. Okay, so that's that. And I just want to let you guys know that today is Takeout Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. As you guys know, man, we love to honor the Ling Ling delegates of today. Speaking of Zooming in the Thailand, all right, we definitely want to honor my yellow fever in the building. And this is when I do it on Thursday. My peanut does show up from time to time. Not tonight, though. I took tonight off. But uh, you know what I mean? It is what it is. And that's what we're doing around here. I'll take that one right there. Yes, indeed. I'm all about it, brothers. You know what I mean? Take out Thursday. It's unlike, what is it? Uh, Gordita Tuesday. We get a little bit of better selection on Thursday. Yes, dude. Yes, indeed. Even Jackie Chan tired of me on takeout Thursday. Yes, indeed. Hello. And then, uh, yes, indeed. It is what it is. And this is how this is how much I have dedicated to takeout Thursday. Hold on for a second. Let me get my meme up. Yeah, that's how much I dedicate to takeout Thursday. That's what we do in the day. That's what we do in the day, brothers. If it ain't like this, I don't want it. If it ain't like this, I don't want it, man. Don't jump in front of a ninja in a buffet line. That's your boy, CGA. <laughs> That's how I'm going to be looking on Takeout Thursday. Anyway, anyway, this is despicable out here. Despicable. It's just a thing. It's a thing. Don't mind me. I'm living my best life. Don't mind me. I'm living my best life. Showing teeth and starving. Yeah, that brother's starving. All right. <laughs> we can have a fantasy too, right? Yeah, we'll talk about that later. All right, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Uh. Let's get to the earlier contributors to the day show. That's what we're going to do. We're going to honor the brothers that have come in here, continuing to support the baby mama terrorist fund because a child is a terrible thing to alienate. All right. We got Albert Wesker says upcoming old single women crisis is going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. And we haven't even hit it yet. I mean, if we have, if we have what we have in here, it's going to be crazy. And us generation X men are going to kit. We're going to catch all this wreck. All right, Gen X men, we're going to have to pay for this. We're going to have to pay for this problem. Uh, the millennial men, it won't fall in their lap uh, more likely, 
more than likely in a Gen Z. Yeah, Gen Z going to be too busy tippy-toeing. All right, what are we doing here? Daniel McGee says, save yourself, gentlemen, free agent lifestyle for life. No dead weight out here. No dead weight. Yeah, no dead weight. Jay Flo, I gave my daughter the cheat code to win, but she still wanted a shortcut and took the advice from a BW, and now she's worse off than ever. Merry Christmas. You can't save them all. You can't save them all, man. You have to understand one thing about the nature of women. And again, I, I've have managed women all of my life. And I'm not just talking about relationships. One thing that you will find is that inherently the enticement of the shortcut is always going to be there for them. The enticement of the shortcut. Now, men generally, this is why we're going to actually review a woman talking about what men did in their 20s. All right, which is odd. I mean, I don't know, man. You know, men and women just won't understand each other. I've taken the path of understanding I completely understand women. All right, but women will never understand this. But the point, the point being is that men inherently aren't offered many shortcuts. And the shortcuts that men offered that they, that they take generally lead to early death or jail, right? It never really uh, leads to riches, retirement, and stuff like this. So you have to decide, right? We're like, okay, where's our shortcut? To, to to women where's our shut cor- shortcut to life and the shortcut generally is like selling drugs putting ourselves in our life at risk scamming stealing from people getting shot in the middle of the street leaking right that that is our consequences women's consequences aren't that life-threatening although yes childbirth and stis and things like this but what will happen is inherently the shortcuts will yield short-term success but then as we always say, they're going to hit a point in life where they got to live the back end of that 40. All right, you live to 80, life expectancy to 80. The shortcut is established. They get early victory. They don't turn down the, the, the temptation. And you can school your daughter in this. Don't take free drinks at the bar. Don't be out there taking free trips from ninjas. Don't let dudes be buying you shoes. Don't be out there letting the top peak men, the peak men that everybody wants. Don't fall in love with that guy, right? We tell them, don't fall for feminism. We don't tell, we tell them, man, there's a trap here. You tell them that. They ain't going to listen. It's too tough to turn down. Free entry into all the nightclubs. All right, ladies, night, free drinks, free trips. They all got to give up a little poom poom. Let somebody touch they stink. You know what I mean? They like, hey, it is what it is. They can even put they stink out there and pull it back. Oh, no, no, no. You know what I mean? Free pictures and, and, and life on the boat. No, nah, man, they ain't turning that shit down. You mean getting hired by this horny executive that's going to put me on a slave contract and sexually harass me and I can't do anything for about five or ten years? All right, then I can come out to be the victim. Yeah, man, no, I ain't turning that down. Feminism, education, scholarships. Yeah, that's cool. But then what happens is the trap is set, right? Now, the last 40, you got to live out, right? The last 40 years of your life, you got to live out in pain. Like, what happened? Where did all the The devil always tempts him. And so this man has tried to school his daughter. Mm, you know what I mean? I'm telling you, man, there's just too much temptation out there. There's too much temptation. You have to understand that. People have understood this for a long time. I don't fight these things. I know them to be true. They will inherently almost always take the shortcut. 
but then complain when the when the deck is stacked against them. So this is what it is. This is our reality. Even uh, what's that? Ebony K. Williams. Ebony K. Williams is living out that reality. She had she had men financing her. She had her own money. Matter of fact, some of the men that were financing her, she got the do. She had so many good men financing her when she was a young, aggressive lawyer. That now she's in her forties. She stacked all that money. She stacked all of her lawyer money. She never had to break a dime. She never never had to bust a dollar. So she out there living a fabulous life. But now she's looking, going, damn, I'm all alone. What's going on? And it's a wonderful trap. So J Flow, trust me, I understand. Raising young women is difficult. I've raised many, many a young woman. No, not like that. I know. I I am in the business of raising young women today. And they raise me as well. But, 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 but that's getting out of hand. I actually have raised a lot. I've, I've given 100, 100 plus scholarships to young women. I've mentored them, coached them, traveled with them, tried to give them game. Um, many of them have turned out to be fantastic citizens. All right. But in the interim, being around them long enough, I will tell you, when it comes down to it, making sacrifice and hard work, uh, doing the hard work, if they don't see the rewards early on, they're going to go for the shortcut, right? If you're coaching a team and the team starts losing, they, they'll work hard for it for a minute. But if they don't see instant results and gratification, they're going to stop. They're going to put a stop to that. Now, at the end of the day, historically, a man has been the savior. A man has been the cleanup. A man has been the one, a man that's been the plan. A man has been the safeguard, okay? They can go and, you know, anybody, anybody see this? What will happen is, what will happen is, um, this is essentially the portrait of, of of raising women, right? Raising women and the problem, you know, he's raising a young woman and she's already gone the path of being um, the path of destruction. But uh, raising them essentially is letting them throw a party, letting them make a mess, and then they look at it and say, somebody come clean this up. That's basically what raising, that's what raising women are. That's what it is. So they get to have the party, woohoo! Drink, smoke, get poked, and do all that stuff. And then they leave a mess, and then they try to figure out who's gonna clean it up, who's gonna clean this up. All right, I didn't have that plate, you know. I didn't have that. I'm only cleaning up. The, then they negotiating the cleanup when they all was out here partying, right? That's kind of how it is, and it's kind of like raising children. Children do shit like that. Now, men inherently may not have this fight. At some point, you know, a group of men will be like, all right, guys, let's put some elbow grease in this shit. You know what I mean? And just take care of it. Let's just take care of it, bro. You know, but women do this as well. They'll go out. Woohoo! And they'll go out with eight women. I'm going to put a meme out. They'll go out with eight women. They'll party. And they'll have fun. They'll be living their best life. There's no man to pay the tab. And when the bill comes, that's when the party ends. Now we get serious. Now it's stressful. Now they are like, you had the chicken fettuccine. You had the shrimp scampi, <laughs> right? I didn't have the shrimp scampi. You had three glasses of mimosas. You had two glasses of champagne. Then mm. all of a sudden, <laughs> it's a mess, right? It's all good and dandy until it's time to clean up and pay the bill. Then they start saying, what happened? Where did all the men go? Mm-hmm. This is our world. Ladies, welcome to our world. Good luck, J-Flow. <laughs> good, good luck, J-Flow. All right, we got a couple more. The contractor says, not the bang-yangs. 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. Shout out to you. He says, morning, brother. Charles E. says, it doesn't cost money to share and like and comment. Thank you, brothers, for the algorithm, for the algorithm. All right, hit the comment. Hit the like button. Pug dad, shout out to you. I hope you still have your pugs. He says, if I can hit the like button on both, both YouTubes and Rumble, y'all can too, you bitch ninjas. Hit the like button. Damn, already. We got to go through this every day. Shout out to our brother, Elijah. Jimi Hendrix is in the building. He sponsors and says, Merry Christmas, you bitch. Shout out to you, brother. Thank you. And uh, Mr. Tory says, I'm not fixing no damn binds. Marinate your bad decisions. I hear you. And that's what you should do. Again, that's, (laughs) that's what you should do. All right, yeah, let them make bad decisions. I'm actually in the business of letting people learn the hard way. In fact, my most valuable lessons have been me learning the hard way. Because mm-hmm. I was a hard-headed ninja, too. Right? And I was like this all when I was younger, too. I thought I was the shit back then, too. <laughs> all right, but most of the lessons that people learn, they got to learn the hard way. And... um. You know, I, I do experiment on human beings. I do. I'm like that family in Get Out. I'm like the uh, Mortimer, Mortimer, the uh, the twins, the brothers in the movie Trading Places. I will let your ass learn the hard way. <laughs> I will let you listen. I will let you learn the hard way as a human being. All right. Because what I'll do is I'll tell you once and then I'll tell you twice. And then if you still insist that you got this, Ninja, I'll be like, well, I'll let you fall on your face. I'll let you scrape your knee. I'll let you hit your goddamn head on the ground in the concrete. Hey, even if I love you, I love you. And I'm going to say, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, Duke and Duke, Mortimer and Randolph. That's me. Because I'll be like, I'll bet you a dollar that you fucked this shit up. All right, here we go. All right, how much you bet that I mess my life up? One (laughs) dollar. I'm like, listen, hey, man, I'm not about to hear, you know, and I think where we messed up as parents, as parentals, is that when we hate to see people we love in pain, we hate to see people we love in pain. Now, I'm not like that. I don't like that because that doesn't build experience. It doesn't build resiliency. It doesn't build the sense of being able to overcome adversity. Sometimes people have to experience it the hard way. They have to experience the hard way and then they're going to learn. Now, there's some things that I can give you that I can say, watch out for that. Watch out for that. Okay. All right. If you stepped it, but after a while, you got to let them go. You got to release them into the wild and say, let you learn the hard way. Now, of course, some people learn by other people's experiences, but some people got to learn the hard way. All right. And that's what builds uh, the character. That's what builds the sense of overcoming adversity. And then some people just quit. Some people like, I can't deal with this. Okay. Well, don't say I didn't tell you. My my job is to tell you and provide instructions to prevent you from headed for self-destruction. However, I can't save you from I can't save you from yourself. So you guys got to realize that if you're a parent, if you're a coach, a teacher, we can give all the instructions we want, but at the end of the day, people have to be able to uh, scrape their knee and overcome. 
you might have to treat yourself and learn how to treat yourself. The first time, I'll treat your little boo-boo. The second time, I cannot. I cannot. You have to learn how to treat yourself, be able to recover, be able to stand up on your own too, and be able to come out here into this life and say, hey, it didn't hurt as bad as I thought, but I definitely don't want to scrape my knee again. I guess I, I, I learned from that, but that's the biggest part of wisdom that we have to have here. Guys, even your ex-girlfriends will live this out, your ex-wives. Um, they'll tell you, they'll stand on their own too uh, with a safety net and tell you that they want to do their own thing. I'm going to do my own thing. And you, I don't have to listen to you when you're not my father. That's when you say, all right, you step to the side. Okay. You step to the side and let time reveal. And then time will reveal. And then when they come back on their knees or they take you back for a child support modification and you say, well, how did that work out for you? And then you just, yeah, how did doing your own thing work out for you? Your kids are going to say that. I can go out and do what I want to do. And I could do, man, I did the same thing at 19 and 18. I did the same thing. And I took my ass on. Now I did the same thing at 16 and realized I couldn't do it. I was like, well, I ain't built for this shit. I do need mama. But sometimes you got to step on to the side. You got to be like, well. Going to figure that shit out. Go ahead. But then they'll tell you one way or another that they need help. They'll tell you they in a bind. I'm in a bind. And to me, that's a win. If you come back to me and you're trying to, and it didn't work out for you, and in any way you need a favor, I might say, I guess that shit didn't work out for you after all. <laughs> guess it didn't work out. And my bet was absolutely right. And thank God I didn't have to live through the fact that you had to bump your head. <laughs> Come on, man. And if you're a true boss and a leader, you can actually do this and live this reality out. If you're a punk ninja and a Mitch, well, it is what it is. But there's a lot of punk ninjas out here. Shout out to our brother, Big Deal Willie in the building. He says, or the Geisha Buffet. And the Geisha Buffet is always the flavor of the day. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, hello. Yes, yes. Come on. Come on. Yeah, whoa. Oh, my Lord. She not lifted her leg. Oh, my Lord. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Boy, they thick out here, too, somewhere. All right, we're going to stop it at this last one right here. Waste all snatch. Yeah. Oh, she look happy, too. It don't take much to please men. It don't take. Much to please. Oh, y'all couldn't even see it. I was enjoying it by myself. <laughs> Ninja, I was just rocking to the music. Y'all didn't even get to see the damn thing. All right, my bad. We gonna let you see it. Y'all couldn't even see it. Oh, I'm gonna let you get it back. We gonna run it back. I was too busy enjoying it by myself. Private stock. Ah, yay. Hey, yo. Hey, let's go. Let's go. Hey. Mm, mm. Come on. Yay. It's takeout Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. Takeout time. Takeout time. Let's go. Ooh, Mang Lee. Some young. All right, here we go. Egg foo young. All right, here we go. All right, come on, man. Anyway, man. All right, takeout Thursday is on. Remember, there was a lady that hates. There's a lady that's watching me that hates takeout Thursday. All right, Ninja couldn't see it. They was like, I'm starving. Dr. Thunder says tough love is real love. 
real tough love is real love. Tough love is real love. And uh, for the people who don't like, did you have parents that get that, that were helicopter parents? All right, my parents weren't helicopter parents. Gen Gen Z Gen Xers had learn yourself, Ninja, for real. Mm. Let's get to the day show. What's up first? I don't even know. Doom and Gloom CGA. That's what's up first. All right, let's go. Doom and Gloom CGA brought to you by the new, 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 new world. All right, this is just a reminder that it's real out here in the field. Speaking of, we have a lot of millennial families out here, gen, mostly millennial families. They're just starting up their life. Some of these millennials are the hardest head people in the world. They just benefited from helicopter as parents who wanted to give their kids what they did not have. And here we are. Now they're learning the hard way. And here we go right here. Hungry families in Missouri wait hours in the cold for meals at overwhelmed food giveaways. The need is real. And they said the lines, the cars begin to line up at 5 a.m. Even though the food giveaway didn't start until 9 a.m. And let's take a look at the line here in Missouri. God bless these people. Yeah, right. You know, they had to learn the hard way. A lot of nice vehicles here in the food giveaway. There's some damn freeloaders out here. Are you kidding me? These people out here. Something tells me these aren't the people in need. Something tells me these aren't the people in need. These are some new glossy ass vehicles here. All right. Some big hefty ass heavy duty ass trucks out here. But this tells you it's indicative of the world that we live in today because a lot of people are living outliving their means. A lot of people are living normal existence. A lot of people are getting their hard lessons today. A lot of people are getting their hard, tough love today. See, you can take the tough love up front or the tough love in the back. But these some new glossy-ass paint jobs to be out here taking boxes of food, in my opinion. Just in my opinion. And this is a national disgrace, in my opinion, here. But I hope the people get what they need. But it ain't getting no better. 2019 ain't coming back. All right, what are we doing here? The people, man, it's real out here in the field. And you got the people out here working. Look at this, man. He got a whole salvage truck in here. Look at these cars right here. Mini mommy vans out here. And people think, oh, people are making it. No, people are not making it today. People are not making it. I don't care if you think they making it. This is an example here. This could be any suburban family, all right, that you think are in a good marriage and they're making it. You see them at Target. You see them all on Facebook. But they pulling up to the food line. They pulling up to the food line out here. Have a heart, CGA. Have a heart. Well, I done told you. I had a heart. When I was trying to tell you we're headed here, nobody wanted to listen. Everybody called me a pessimist. Everybody called me doom and gloom. I told you we were coming and prepare yourself. But you, you had what you need. But now you don't. Man, you gots to tighten your belt out here. You gots to be out here. Stop being a damn scavenger. Stop being a damn scavenger. Uh, scavengers have no pride have no pride again i like to help people i adopt families i help girls fix his binds i feed women all right i have no problem with that as long as i get some reciprocal treatment i got to get something back i'm not about to just help the children i'm not about to help these people just for free i ain't got a kind heart like that that you got a heart like a cold russian winter all right but at the same time let's get some of these parasites 
these consumers, these people with these nice, shiny-ass vehicles. Let's get them to put some elbow grease out here. Let's get them to make some sacrifices out here, but they don't want to. They want to sit on their fat rear end and collect and consume while I'm out here working and grinding, while I'm out here fixing binds. And they want to sit there on their asses with their little whack-ass marriages and their whack-ass relationships acting normal, but they want to pull up to the full of, uh, the, the, the pull up, the food circle. New, 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 new world order. They want to pull up. Damn scavenger opportunist. Yeah, absolutely. Them people don't have a need. There's some real people out here that have a need. So this is, this, uh, we're in a disgraceful time. This is a disgrace. All right, anyway. Speaking of a disgrace, doom and gloom, CGA goes on. Ring the bell on them people. Scavengers. All right, what about this win? Dr. Merle, Dr. Merle Berger. I'm not going to say what race, what people, we know I can't say that. Uh, Boston in vitro fertilization founder accused of secretly impregnating patrons with his own sperm. This is actually, this is actually very common, right? It's, com- it's more common than you think. This is a disgrace, too. Do we have a story? I think this is the story. Is this the story right here? Let me see. A patient's child without her permission. And it's a secret, she says, wasn't revealed for decades. She says the doctor used his own sperm to impregnate her, <laughs> not an anonymous donor. She- oh, man, this ninja is starving ass ninja yeah that brother's starving man this is evil this is some evil ish <laughs> right dr berg here we go she didn't know for almost 40 years now the mother from maine is suing the former harvard professor as wbz's christina rex shows us both she and her daughter are furious oh. we fully trusted dr berger burger he was a medical professional It's hard to imagine not trusting your own doctor. This family claims a prominent retired Boston fertility doctor impregnated his patient with his own sperm. (laughs) Hey, hey, this is my thing, man. You put your hands in too many of these evil mad scientists, all of this miracle or Meyer science. This is what happens when you angry with God. This is what happens when you try to do against the God's will. Hey, it's part of it. I'm not going to say what race, what people. We know I can't say that. Ay, ay, ay. All right. It feels like reality has shifted. I know who my real family is. Carolyn's mother, Sarah DePoyan, is suing Dr. Merle Berger. He's a co-founder of the well-known Boston IVF, a fertility clinic with a dozen New England locations. But the allegations happened elsewhere before the clinic opened. Sarah claims back in 1980, when she sought fertility treatments, she agreed to have a sperm donation from an anonymous medical resident. Who... Uh, um, anonymous medical... Wait a minute. So what's the problem? Oh, wait. So wait. There was an anonymous... Wait a minute. Let me get this straight. You agreed to have an anonymous medical resident to be able to fertilize your eggs. You got the doctor. It was anonymous. It was a medical resident, which the doctor, right? So he probably was in his, come on, man. I'm confused here. I'm so confused. It, It sounds like that's what you got. But then you found out it was the doctor but he was anonymous for 40 years. Anybody got, am I, am I, am I tripping? Am I tripping here or what? So you found out who it was, no longer anonymous, but he was a medical resident. And what are we doing? 
All right, here we go. She wants that child support. She did not know her daughter Carolyn was born from this procedure. That was not atypical, especially early on when you know you didn't have sperm banks. There Dr. Alyssa Burgard explains the procedure was far less advanced in the 80s. This lawsuit claims that instead Dr. Berger inseminated Sarah with his own sperm. But that still would not mean it's appropriate for a doctor to use his own sperm. It certainly would not be appropriate even at that time to use your own sperm without the permission of the patient. Hold up. I mean, I, I get what they're saying. More ethically, ethically, they're correct. Yeah, because ethically, he's saying there's a, a not, well, the, the donor's anonymous. <laughs> I mean, the donor's anonymous. He probably should have told them. But she went the feminism route. She took feminism. You know, she's a known feminist. We talking about Boston. She definitely was a feminist professor probably at Boston University. Shout out to BU. He gave her the. But how did you find out? I'm trying to figure out why did you break code anonymously? I mean, I get it. Ethically and morally, this is a disgrace. But Ninja, so is, um, so is in vitro fertilization to an extent. Ethically and morally, it's against God. But that's not the here. We, we're not having a, I guess we don't want to, hey, tit for tat. Now let's get down to brass tacks. Let's get down to the bottom line. All right, let's talk turkey. What's the problem here? Mm. <laughs> All right, here we go right here. All right, so when paternity fraud against women, it's illegal. Paternity fraud against women is illegal. That's what we're saying. So if a man commits paternity fraud against a woman, he should go to jail. I got a question. What happens when women commit paternity fraud against men? See, I'm here for a balanced conversation. See, people think I'm not about balance, but I'm here for the battle. I'm here for the balanced conversation. So anytime a man does something against a woman that they don't like, he got to go to jail. But vice versa, it don't work that way. People don't think I'm here for a balanced conversation. Why don't, where did, where did the women go to jail for paternity fraud? Hey, man. I'm confused. This story is confusing me. I'm, 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 what are we doing? <laughs> he committed a paternity fraud against me. He should go to jail. All right, let's continue here. Daughter Carolyn recently sent her DNA to Ancestry.com and 23andMe to learn more about her family history. What she learned is that she's related to Berger's granddaughter and cousin, which helped her mom put the pieces together. To say I was shocked when I figured this out would be an extreme understatement. In a statement, Dr. Berger's attorney said at a time before sperm banks and IVF, it was dramatically different from modern-day fertility treatment. The allegations, he said, which have changed repeatedly in the six months since the plaintiff's attorney first contacted the doctor, have no legal or factual merit. Experts say it's highly unlikely a situation like this would happen again today. Today, I don't think this is an issue that would come up because we uh -huh. have access to other sperm. This is not the Wild West of, like, where can we find a sperm? I, this story, man, listen, this is, this is, this, this story, although I don't agree with what the doctor did. Let me just say that. I don't agree with what the doctor did. I'm not co-signing it. Let's go back. You, you, it was you. It was 40 years anonymous. He kind of, he violated, but you violated God. All right. We can all say that. You tried to go the opposite of God, right? And you and the, and the devil came up with the receipt. 
So that's that. Then you're the curious one and wanted to do a 23andMe with a test tube baby. Now, okay, see, this is the, listen, you're the one that you, you got what you wanted for 40 years. You got your baby out of the uh, test tube. You got a test tube baby. And then now all of a sudden, you try to pique your curiosity to see what your ancestry was from an anonymous test tube. Mm. <laughs> and then want to play victim when you get the results. Am I tripping? <laughs> Listen, wait a minute. You knew you was a test tube baby. So what do you think? What are you doing a DNA test for? What are you doing to three and me? Like, what, what would? You, what do you think you was gonna find? You was gonna find some fucked up shit. Either way, like you was gonna find a, a ninja in Tupelo with no teeth. What, what, what would you would have sued him? What if it was a dude in Tupelo with two teeth and sixty eight babies? Would you would have been mad then? I'm trying to figure out where the problem at. You did a DNA test when you were an anonymous test tube baby, and then you're shocked, huh? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, this is a scam. These people out here are scamming. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Like, what would you have been satisfied with? You, I, I'm trying to figure this out. That, that's a disgrace. You did a test. A DNA test when you was anonymous donor. What are we doing? Mm. See, <laughs> you're getting retroactive child support. That's what you're looking for. Man, this is a disgrace, man. Doom and gloom CGA. Good Lord. Ninja's going to be like, man, you tripping, man. You ain't got a heart. I'm here to figure this out. Don't ever put me on a jury trial. It's not going to go the way you want. <laughs> it's not going to go the way you want. All right, if you put me on a jury, I'm going to hang up the whole proceedings. They're going to be like, uh-uh. Uh, juror number 187, you're dismissed. All right, this ninja ain't. He using too much logic in this case and no emotion. He has no heart. They try not to be like, uh-uh. If I'm on that jury... I'm going to hang all that up. I'm going to be up in here with where the foods, where the sandwich is going to be delivered. All right. We having another lunch. It's 11 to one hung jury ass ninja. Come on, man. Let's get out of here, man. Give us that 12. Give us that 12 conviction out here. I'll be like, nope. 11 to one ninja hung jury. <laughs> the judge going to kick in the door. The hell's going on in here. I'm like, you got some more sandwiches. Because we're going to be here for a while. I got to swing all 11 of these people's opinion. <laughs> They're going to be like, dismiss this ninja. He out of here crazy. I'll be like, I ain't got no job anyway. So I'm chilling. All right. All this money going to child support. So. <laughs> mm. They're going to be like, get rid of that ninja in there. All right. Come on, man. I ain't going for the bullshit. Do not put me on a jury because I'm going to be petty as hell. I ain't got no job anyway. Let's get to these super chats before we get the straggle with Sniggle Theater. All right. I'm here for the free food and reality checking. All of y'all Mitch Ninjas in here. <laughs> here we go right here. Shout out to the Sandwich Gang over there with Dr. Thunder, the Sandwich Gang. I'm going to be in there acting foolish. Where we at here? Fixes the bind says, happy to see you on today. I remember you said you would take Thursday off. That's Thursday night. Also, did you seem, you did seem like, 
uh, you were in need of a break, definitely take a break if you need one. I will tonight. 100%. Thank you, sir. No government name. SD says donating to the coffee fund. I might as well, since my job been bugging us all month about donating to the combined corporate campaign. Mm. <laughs> really? Donate to the campaign. You mean the money that you're paying me donate back? I don't think so. Mm. <laughs> I don't think so. Y'all got money for that. I think not this be my income. No, I ain't taking one from the team. I'm a selfish individual, man. You pay me this. You pay me this. And I guess this is what it's doing right here. Shout out to Sizzo says, what up, coach? He says, boy, do I have yet another Biden clip you can add to the arsenal? This one got me dying. All right, I'm going to have to save it. Uh, let me see here. I'm going to save it for the next or after the show because I'm getting behind. Pause. <laughs> Pause. Let's see here. All right, and tell them corporate people to write that shit off. Uh, what are we doing here? <laughs> Reverse donation and shit. You mean the money you paid me? I don't think so. I'm one of them guys. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Where are we at? Uh, it says right here, Kevin W. says, Hi, Coach. I just wanted to thank you for your advice on changing my mindset. From employee to self-employed business owner, really appreciate it. Hopefully, you can be taking coaching calls in the future, and I can get over the go over the details for you. Shout out to the Money Mindset Group out here, Money Mindset Sundays, patreoncom coach Greg Adams. All right, Jay Cool is in the building. Let's see here. Jay Cool says, "Peace, quiet, and freedom, and free agent lifestyle for life." That's how we do it. We got a brother in here with a sponsor, co-sponsorship. Let me ring that bell. I'm rich, Shout out to you, another one. I'm rich, he says, hey, coach, no government name. For three years, the management at my workplace has alluded to the possibility of me being promoted to production supervisor. I'm going into my year six at this company, and I've essentially been the 07 calf version of LeBron for the past three. I just spoke to the owner about the situation, and he told me that in six months, they will choose between myself and another senior tech as to who will receive the promotion. Should I keep putting in the work for that promo opportunity, or should I chuck the deuces and go somewhere else? I've essentially hit the pay max range at my position, 70 to 80K a year the past three. Sorry for the long post, but I appreciate your opinion. Keep winning out here, Coach Gang. And I would do, I would, I would keep pushing it if you're, if you don't mind the promotion and you think it's a good position for you. I would compete for it. I would compete for it. They, they want to see what's up, and they gave you plenty of advance notice to anticipate either getting the job or not getting it. And if you want to get it, I would go in there and compete, put that work in. All right, but I will also. Say, well, if, you know, in your mind, you don't have to tell them this, but if you're choosing between two people, I'm choosing for between two positions. Okay. Um, one of the things that people do is, um, and I don't know or understand it, is they have a loyalty to companies in which companies are not loyal to you, right? They're telling you, you can keep your job as is, or you can actually um, compete against this person, but we're going to choose at the same time, penalize you for exercising your options, leveraging options. Don't be afraid to exercise your options, okay? But the best thing you could do is in this six months, 
and is they don't have to know about this, is to exercise your options, get another potential better offer from another competitor. If you don't have a non-compete, get a better offer. So then when they present the promotion or give you the opportunity to stay after you competed and did not get the promotion, you can say, well, well, I'll stay in my current position since you elevated the under individual, but you got to elevate the dollars because they're offering me 90 over here. They're offering me 90 over here. Okay, so you can keep me back at the second position. I mean, the, the, for, for, for a person, I'm going to tell you, it's, it's not that bad for the company to keep you in the same position and work you hard, elevate the other position. So, like, just because you work harder doesn't mean they're going to elevate you. It actually would be more cost-effective to keep you in the position if you're going to work that damn hard and elevate the other position, other person to encourage them to work and they get a better return. They get a better return. So uh, they keep you working hard at 7580K, elevate the other position, give them some encouragement to produce, and they get a better return as opposed to elevating you and then losing the other person that really wasn't doing it. So I would say always be in a position to negotiate. This is the leveraging options, whether, whether it's work or women or whatever it is, leveraging options is always the win. So yeah, that's my advice. And that was a sponsor, co-sponsor. It is what it is. Somebody says, I dumped my, that was Delta Fox. I dumped my 75 to 80 or to 90K job um, after something, after last year. So I can't see the entire thing. All right, but that, that's what we have to do. And d- never be ashamed. I know people say, no, you shouldn't be out there. If they find out, they're not going to promote you. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what that, I don't know what that mindset is. I've always leveraged one job against another. I've always leveraged jobs against another. All right, I don't have loyalty when it comes to this shit. I'm not, I'm not a corporate loyalist. I'm not at all. I'm like, bitch, you're going to come in here and pay me. I'm going to do the job, though. Now, now this is, I'm going to tell you, not everybody's like this. But when I get hired by someone, I'm going to do the job. I'm going to do the job like crazy. I'm actually, you're going to get more value out of me than you pay me. I'm going to do the job. But am I going to drink the Kool-Aid? Am I going to be a corporate loyalist? Am I going to be a bootlicker? Hell, hell no. Now, not everybody's like that. All right, but I will always leverage my talents and my abilities. Am I going to be the guy that's going to do the whole corporate slogan? Am I going to wear the corporate polo? I'm not. I'm not going to do none of that shit. I'm going to come in, do my work, and I'm going to kick ass, and I'm going to embarrass everybody up in there. <laughs> right? I'm going to embarrass every worker up in there. Damn, why you working so hard? That's what people be doing. Damn, why you here at the office so late? Damn, why don't you don't ever come to happy hour? I'm going to kick everybody ass when I come in there with that job. All right, and I'm going to embarrass everybody. Everybody in there with their safety net ass job, I'm going to embarrass everybody. And then guess what? All right, then you're going to be looking at me. I'm going to be looking at you when it's time for review. You better come correct, you bitch ass ninja. <laughs> you better come correct. All right, anyway, and then when you don't come correct, I'm going to bounce. And do not be surprised when I bounce. <laughs> All right, here you be like, damn, he left? Yep. Mm. He left. Like, shit. Anyway, yep, I ain't going to the corporate retreat. I ain't doing the team building. I ain't doing none of that shit. All right, let's get together and do the trust fall in the pyramid. I'm out of that shit. I'm going to just sit to the side and look at y'all. <laughs> I ain't going to have an attitude. I'm not going to have an attitude. But I ain't about to do all of this shit, the corporate slogan, the corporate retreat, and all this shit, and drink the Kool-Aid. I'm here to do my job. 
I'm here to get my paycheck. <laughs> All right, here we go right here. Anyway, uh, anyway, yeah, I'm. this is a competition. A lot of people don't know. I'm like, we competing. And y'all be like, hey, well, let's be buddies and friends. And let's go outside and hang out. Let's go to the club. Let's go bowling. I ain't doing none of that shit. I ain't doing none. Mm-mm. <laughs> All right, anyway. Uh, anyway, Kayla says, what's up, coach? He says, women must admit that feminism is BS. It was never something God approved of. It is the destroyers of society, without a doubt. It has destroyed society. And, and I, what, what, what we're seeing is, is that now that it has destroyed society, they want us to make the exceptions. I find this offensive. I find this offensive, right? I find it offensive that now that they made a mess of themselves and mess of the entire scenario, um, they want us to make the exceptions and the changes. They want us to come along. Okay, we kind of fucked this up. All right, I paint myself in a corner. Come make an exception now. I, I don't do shit like this. I kind of look at things. I'm very pragmatic. I'm like, I don't know why you want me to take the L. When it was you that went over there and you tried to get the benefits and then now you got the consequences and now I got to clean up the bullshit. I find that offensive, but not everybody's me. Not everybody's me. All right, ninjas will still play this. Well, you know, you got you to gotta meet her emotionally, and then you got to pay all the bills, and then, and then as a result, she'll come out and she'll give you back. No, no, she ain't. <laughs> That's not a guarantee. When I break down the video with Anton Daniels in Yada, I don't, Yada Amazing or Yada Awakening, when I break down this video, that's exactly what he's proposing them in, which I find egregious at this point. Because now it's still this game of um, the woman will open up like a flower. Okay, all you got to do is you got to pay the upfront fee. And then eventually, because you do this, she'll open up and she'll give you all of this love and she'll give you all the support and she'll pour into you. She'll pour, pour into her and she'll pour into you. This is a this is a disgraceful message to put in today's feminist world, post feminist apocalypse. This is a disgrace to make men leverage their hard work in order to hope back. Because most women have proven that they're not going to do that. They're going to take it. That's horrible. And eventually. What will happen is a woman naturally will know she is not a woman naturally will stab your ass in the back before she uh she'll basically just walk right over you man this is crazy anyway i i think when i hear these things i'm like this is a hope strategy and of course a lot of women love this message and there's some truth in it there's some truth in it but we don't live that truth here in america that is gone we've already uh, we've already lived through feminism and then now we're living that the results of cleaning up the bullshit of feminism but now we're supposed to take that deal again. That is a disgrace to push, push that message forward to men as if that's going to be a return. And if you don't get that return, the, the, here, here's the thing. If, if you don't get the return from that woman, you know what you get destroyed. So let's say the woman renegger, I mean, reneges. She reneges on the deal. You pour into her. You give her the support, so she has she has never to worry about bills. She can actually make her own money and support it and then get and keep her own check and build up her leave you later fund. Then you pour into her emotionally. You pour into her physically. You pour into her mentally, and it works. You won. 
But then at a rate that we're finding women to be able to bait and switch and pull the plug and you lose, let's say you pour into her, you pour into her and you lose. The the result is you get destroyed. Like, (laughs) oh, you know, you know, (laughs) it's called renege. It's called renege. That is the dumbest trap to lead men into. It's disingenuous. And what I'm going to break down in that film is both men on there. And shout out to those brothers. Again, this is all love. We're just critiquing. Both of those men are using anecdotal evidence to support their case. Just wait till I break this down. They're using anecdotal evidence to support their case. Yada Awakening is using anecdotal evidence to support his case. On the opposite argument, Anton Daniels was using anecdotal evidence to support their case, meaning that they took a course of action that has worked for them. Inherently, it has been a unmitigated disaster for everybody else. Or a mitigated disaster, whatever it is. It has been disastrous for almost everybody else, like statistically. So you're using your evidence. This worked for me. Okay, great. Listen, something worked for me. Something didn't work for me. I don't tend to lean on just my experience. I use others' experience. This is why I sit up and use charts all day. I use other people's experience as well. Okay, I had this experience. What is the other people's experience? Okay, it's largely not going to work. For most people that we can prove this. But anecdotal evidence does not build a case. All you do is build false hope, not only in men, but in women. Because the women are saying, yes, we want to take this obviously lopsided deal. (laughs) Mm. All right. We want to take this obvious lopsided deal where this guy pours in, pours in. And if it don't work, I get to leave. And then I leave with all the loot and the booty pause. Um, yeah, that's I, I don't mind women saying that that's a fantastic deal because it looks fantastic like me. Listen, she's like, hell yeah, we need more men like that, <laughs> right? Mm. I would do the same thing. If you line me up and said, CGA, over here, there's a bunch of linglings. They need one man to seven women. Sign me up, and they're going to serve me and all that shit. Hey, CGA, over here, there's a bunch of young linglings over here between the ages of what you like and what you like. They're going to manicure you, massage your feet, give you a deal. All you got to do is pay. All right, sign me up. Obviously, women are going to say, praise this man. We need more goofy-ass ninjas like these guys. Of course. Mm. (laughs) It's just dumb. Like, why don't people understand this shit? This is obvious. All right, but anyway, nonetheless, it's Straggle and Sniggle Theater time. Let's go. Hey. With me, if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky. Come get high with me, that's a deal, right? Strag Wilson Nickel Theater is back. Uh, what is this on my screen? Strag Wilson Nickel Theater. I think I have a short amount of Strag Wilson Theater. Um, I don't know what this is, but we're gonna go to a Turkish woman. Shout out to her. Look at all of these legs. Boy, this is basically a flat back, not much of a supreme. But this is definitely a flatback, if you will. Boy, there ain't a curve in sight. A-cup queens, let me hear you. Holla if you hear me. All right, she has something to say. Let's hear it. 
in Turkey, what do they think about pride? Like LGBT stuff? No, we respect it, but like we don't have a like a lot of gay people or you know, but we respect it. We are good people. What do most people in Turkey think about Americans? We love American people. Yeah, we love it. Oh, like black people, I oh. love. Oh. <laughs> I love black people. Oh. Yeah, my all my boyfriends, like my exes, often was black. Oh my lord! Hello. <laughs> A cup princesses, come to come see me, Miss Two Picks. Oh my lord, she said. In Turkey, we love black men. All right. Ninja passport bros gonna go over there to Turkey. Uh, I gotta tell you, man, don't go over there yet. You gonna get your head chopped off if you act crazy. She definitely been modernized. Ninja, I'm over there. What? Yeah, that's brother Star. All right, throw them tall, long legs all on me out here. I'll fix this a bind real quick. I'll fix this a bind. I'll fix as a buying young lady. What we got to talk about here? Here we go right here. What? What? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll deal with the, I'll deal with the flatbacks. All right. I'll fold this up like a lawn chair. Look at all these here. Here we go. In Turkey, what do they think about pride? Like LGBT stuff? No, we respect it, but like we don't have a, like a lot of gay people or, you know, but we respect it. We are good people. What do most people in Turkey think about Americans? We love American people. Yeah, we love it. Oh, like black people, I love <laughs> I love black people. Oh, yeah. Hello. Yeah. my All my boyfriends, like my exes, often was black. Oh. <laughs> All right, yeah, man, don't mess around in Turkey, man. I'm telling you, I had Turkish neighbors, man. This is not the place to fuck around. Hey, if you ninjas don't know, do not mess around in Turkey, all right? And, and as a matter of fact, any area around there, do not go play games, right? They got families and cousins. They got Muslims, like real ones, not these black Muslims selling bean pies. They got ninjas that'll tear your shit up, all right? Ninja, they have ninja. Listen, the entire Middle East, Eastern Africa, and all of that shit over there, don't mess around, Ninja. Do not take your ass over there. Let them Turkish women come up over here. Do not get your passports and go to Turkey. <laughs> all right, come on, Ninja. Have your ass over here with your outsides, with your insides on your outsides. Real quick. Everything on your insides will be laying outside on your belly if you mess around. All right, come on. <laughs> Let them come over here. Leave they ass alone over there. All right, stop. They roll deep. All right, they got cousins and family with 2,500 years of history that they can trace back. <laughs> they will F up your shit. All right, shout out to you. All right, anyway. Anyway. All right, here we go, man. All right, look, just to let you know, they've been doing this for thousands and thousands of years. Let's continue. Do not show up with your passport there. Ninja. Your insides will be laying on your outsides, and they will leave your ass there leaking. All right. Anyway, here we go right here. All right. Uh, anyway, what are we doing here? What's the next drag one, Sniggle? It, it's not showing up on my screen. Okay, here we go right here. Uh, let's see. Hold on for a second. It's not popping up on my screen. Okay, I refreshed the screen. Here we go. Straggle Sniggle Theater. We have a young, young girl here, a uh, young lady. This is a child, so I'm not, listen, she posted it, so I'm going to go ahead and play it. Uh, she has something to say to her mama. Mommy, what is that? What, what is what? What is that? It's me. Girl, I know you did. What is that? It's. How did you even get it? And what is it? It's 
Oh my lord. That I got it from having kids. That's what I got it from. And get that off of me like that. From having from having you. Cause I was I was skinny before I started having kids. That's how I got it. Mommy, what is oh, that? Oh Jesus. What what is what? Oh, it's me. Girl, I know you didn't. Oh. It's how did you even get it? And what is it? It's Oh my lord! Oh. I got it from having kids. That's what I got it from. And get that off of me like that. Oh man! And a lot of ninjas love that. That's more cushion for the pushing. And look at the kid. She looking like the kid looking like. Wait a minute. <laughs> All right, that's more. Lo that's love handles, ninja. That's ninja. That's ninja meat right there. Ninjas love that sloppy meat. And look at this slop a lop. All right, and you know she gone. She done shaved her hair off. She got rainbow glasses on. You know this a raging liberal. All right, and look at her living surroundings. Look at this shit. She's a disgrace. Mm -hmm. Clean up these slop a lops out here. This is a disgrace. This kid has no chance. Wait a minute. Who are you? This is black man scrap sexual meat. And she probably, let's be honest, at this point with them glasses. All right, this this kid has no chance. Wait a minute. Who are you? That's that belly deli, young lady. You'll have one, too. What that mean? All right, the kid is actually thoroughly confused as to why there's so much um, subcut subcutaneous fat and blubber. All right. <laughs> Look at this disgraceful living conditions. This is a disgrace. All right, here we go. From having, from having you. Nah, it ain't from having her. Look at because I was, I was skinny. No, you wasn't. You ain't lying to me. You was, I was skinny. When? Before I start having kids. Yeah, I don't think so, man. I don't think so. That's a buzzer. Don't, don't try to push that lie. Don't try to blame it on a girl. <laughs> don't try to blame it on your daughter. That's that lift. Your lifestyle got you like that. Anyway, all right, here we go. Uh, Shrag was Nickel Theater. A bachelor star allegedly sold high-priced volumes of drugs to undercover police officer. We're going to Australia. And what do I tell you about these Instagram models, gentlemen? These are high-class cartello hookers. I've been untold, y'all, but you guys don't believe me. These are people who are being sex trafficked for money to people across the world and I, yeah, yeah. All right, and, and, and what did I done told you, man? These, you see these women on the internet, you're like, oh, their lifestyle. How can they afford this? They have their own jobs. They sell skinny tea and waist trainers and, and personal training workouts. All right, and they make millions of dollars. No, they don't. No, they don't. They be out here doing this. When I start selling pussy, I don't want to hear it. And not only that, they be selling drugs. They be, they be trafficked for drugs and cartello and shit like this. So guess what? Here she is right there going to jail. Why they blank out the face? And why is Conor McGregor taking her? Okay. But there she is right now. And look at what she looks like without all the filters and the dress and the, the, mo the posing and the ankles. Flatbacks. Pancakes. Okay. Now looking over here. She looked nice and thick with her booty poked out. She got her titties up. She got her back arched. Makeup. All that. When she at home, that's what she looked like. All right. Stop it with the, you guys got to stop ranking women based on their Instagram portfolio. I don't fall for this. You guys fall for this. This to me, I'm like, this is the best possible image. This is why I came up with the phrase. She's not out of your league. She's out of your price range. All right. And most of these Instagram hookers, they for sale. So you're not going to get a loving relationship. Even if they have a relationship, you ain't getting, a, you ain't getting one. And even neither is he. They add them 22. 
they know that girl out here pushing weight, and they know that girl out here uh, getting getting poked by, uh, getting pooped on and sheeked on by sheiks. They know it. That's not they girl. They sharing. But of course, they just she just a plain average woman. She just a plain average woman. She's not out of your league. She's out of your price range. And even even then, she's not really out of your league. Okay, out here she looks like it. Right here, brother, she looked like every white girl in America, bruh. But of course, you guys are fooled and bamboozled by the lifestyle, thinking that these are your normal average women. See, there she is right there with filters and Botox and all this shit. All right, hair done. She got everything certainly uh, nipped and tucked and cut. And now she puts the image that a lot of guys sent for. But at the end of the day, you think she's, oh, man, if I, no, oh, man, bro, I can have this for less than a day's paycheck. Less than a day's paycheck. And I don't even have a job, right? Less than a day's paycheck, I can buy her over 50 times in my lifetime. And I can discard her and dispose. All right, but you can you can try to build a relationship and get her on your program and make her run drugs for you. All right, good for you, sir. Good for you, sir. She or she is getting arrested. And it says, um, it says here, there she is in jail there. Is she in jail? Looking like a master splinter. She allegedly supplied two and a half pounds of coca to an undercover officer um, on March 7th, supplied two and a half pounds of MDMA to an unknown person. In June, this woman pushing weight. This woman pushing mad weight. She was a bachelor contestant. Does anybody have her bachelor profile? All right. I got stuff popping up. She was a bachelor contestant. See, again, she was in the name. What do I tell you about the spectrum? The spectrum is real. The spectrum is real. So she, let me see if I can pull her up on the bachelor. Let me see if I can pull her up on the bachelor. Okay. This is an example of the spectrum. Spectrum's real, man. Let me see if I can find bachelor, bachelor season. Uh, let me see here. Let's pull it up. Uh, what, what did our, okay, here we go. We got our batch. This is her, is this her bachelor profile right here? There she is right there. Sloppy yogurt, flat backs. So she presents as normal. Guys, the spectrum is real. And, and when I say the spectrum, I'm not telling you that, that, that you have to be cautious of all women, but you have to investigate. You got you to gotta not let your card down. This is, um, is this the woman? There she is getting a rose. The spectrum is real. Is she getting a rose? I can't tell. Maybe not. The spectrum's real. So she's presenting as normal. I'm just a normal girl. And I'm not, man, bro, never trust this shit. I'm trying to push y'all on game. I'm trying to put y'all on game. Anyway, do we have more straggle and sniggles today? Do we have more straggles and sniggles? She pushing weight. She's selling coca. All right, we do have another straggle. Ex fake book diversity manager. Wait a minute, can y'all see it? There it is right there. All right, ex fake book diversity manager pleads guilty to stealing $4 million from the company. <laughs> oh, man. There it is right there. Sister, you been on, on my mind. Wait, she's a diversity manager. More likely, she's a diversity hire. All right, yeah, she's definitely a diversity hire. Let's read the story. Ex-Fakebook diversity manager pleads guilty to bilking $4 million from company and kickback scheme, says the Fetty Gov. So, more likely or not, they got her by the balls or the short hairs, as they say. A former Fakebook diversity program manager pleaded guilty to scamming the social media giant out of $4 million. 
through a scheme in which she faked business deals in exchange for kickbacks. Her name is Barbara Furlow. Speaking of Furlow, Smiles, it says, who served as the lead strategist and global head, pause, of employee resource groups and diversity. That don't, what does that mean? She was a lead strategist and global head of employee resource groups and diversity engagement. That was her title. Ay, 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 Jesus. Oh, my Lord. Jesus. I've flown myself to Paris. I've done Greece. I've island hopped. I've done all of that. I'm sure this is just a tip of the resource, a tip, tip, of, the, tip of the story. She used the stolen funds to live in extravagant, extravagant lifestyle that spanned from California to Georgia from January 17th to September 2021. Furlough Smiles led diversity, equity, and inclusion programs at FakeBook and was responsible for developing and executing DEI initiatives, operations, and engagement programs. <laughs> the Fed said uh, furlough smiles who had access to company credit cards and the ability to approve invoices as part of her role at the company caused Facebook uh, to pay numerous individuals, including her friends and relatives for goods and services never provided to the company. These individuals will later kick back, uh, funnel kickbacks to furlough smiles. All right, there it is right there. Those allegedly recruited to participate in the kickback scheme included some of furlough smiles, former interns, her university tutor, a hairstylist, babysitters, and nannies, the Fed said. Oh, man. She also misled Facebook into spending money to entities, entities that did not provide kickbacks, including nearly $10,000 to her artists who created spatially, uh, specifically portraits and more than 18 thousand dollars to an unnamed preschool of course she is single mother Eighteen thousand to an unnamed preschool all right to avoid scrutiny furlough smiles would submit fake expense reports claiming that the individuals were vendors at fake book events who helped with marketing and uh, provided merchandise all right anyway there you go man i'm telling you man uh for a long time men have been accused of doing things and men have certainly done these things for a long time but what we were told were that women held the moral high ground. See, this is why we cover it. They're smarter. They're more intelligent. They're about the team. They don't steal. They hold the moral high ground. They do the job. But they can just be as despicable and disgraceful as anybody else. Everybody can be a piece of shit out here, whether they're male or female. The sad part is we've given women these opportunities to do so, and they've only proven to be as despicable and disgraceful as men in diversity and inclusion. And equity is a joke. And she's a diversity hire at best. Anyway, straggle and sniggle theater. Like, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky. Come get high with me. That's a deal, right? All right. Hit the like button for the best entertainment here on YouTube. You're only getting these stories from the one and only CGA. And I come to you humbly. And. Thank you. Shout out to our brother Chris says, grab a beer at the Raiders game on me. Keep preaching with fire, coach. Shout out to you, man. The passion. The passion is here. Never confuse this passion with hate. Never confuse it with being triggered, although everybody can get triggered. Never confuse this passion as me being a, just a, a mean old, mean old, nasty guy. I mean, I am, but don't confuse it.
Shout out to uh, Mr. David A. He says, for the hardest working dude on YouTube. Thank you, brother, man. We be out here working, but I don't have a job. All right, I'm still looking for a job. Shout out to our brother here. It is uh, no government name SD coach after last night. So I've been looking up a reason why our names are in all caps on government docs. It's creepy and crazy that the government came up with this so many years ago. Thank you for the knowledge indeed. And look up the black laws, um, black laws. I think it's volume six that discusses all of this. Um, you would think our education system would, 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 would alert us of this. And this tells you the validity of the public school education, public fool, public school indoctrination camp. Nobody tells us all this. They let us know and find out the hard way. Also, with this, and I forgot to add this, but this would be vitally important. The fact that you are a corporation, thank you to Woodrow Wilson pushing through in about 19 and 13, uh, basically selling you back as a, um, as a company that they can uh, basically get paid back from, from all of your works through taxation and whatnot, getting you to invest in the Social Security program and this and that. But not only are you a small corporation, by definition, defined by the United States government. When you marry, you're also marrying the corporation that is your wife, your spouse. You're also marrying, you're marrying one business entity to another. You're marrying one business entity to another. The ends, marriage is not about love, it's a business. Remember, men are in love, women in business. Women are in business, quote, CGA. But when you marry, you take one business entity you not you but you who you represent and you marry government governmentally another business entity did you guys know that did you know that 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 is why the state gets involved you don't marry the woman you marry her representative or no, i'm sorry you marry the rep her representative you marry the name the business entity Okay, you merge businesses, you merge corporations. Corporation A, you, your legal name, your legal government name marries Corporation B. It's a merger. Yep, it is a merger of corporations. That's why the state gets involved. Anybody know that? That's why people have to know that. I'm really one of the individuals, all only individuals that can tell you this. Hmm? 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 So really think marriage is a business. Marriage is a business. There's yep, yeah, it is a partnership. So that's why he said, Matt Walsh, where you at? Hafiz is like, what? That's what you're doing. This is why I told you there's no God in marriage. This is why I said there's no God in marriage. You're a corporation with a corporation. That's what you're legally doing. That's why they can take your government name and put child support against it. Your capitalized legal government name, they can put child support, support against that government name. Not against me. They put it against that government name. So it has nothing to do with the church and responsibility and loyalty and love. It's a business merger. Mm, mm, mm. That's why they call it a partnership now. Anyway, think about that shit. All right, think about that shit. This is why people don't need me to be balanced. I need to take that shit all the way over here so I can take you there, so you don't get fooled by this God bullshit and marriage and duty and all of that stuff. It's a business. It's a business. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. 
They said, they'll learn when they take you to court. Yep. And you're like, what am I doing here? And they say, Mr. For in my instance, let's just say my legal name is Greg Adams. Hey, Greg Adams, stand up. All right. And then they'll ask you, do you represent this business entity, which is Greg Adams? But see, for me, I'm not Greg Adams. Legally, birth certificate wise, government wise, that's who I am. But as a fictitious business, I'm many people. All right, this is why I can self-identify as many other things, whether you believe it or not. I can say I'm the Bruce Wayne of this ish. I can say I'm the king of kings. I can say I'm the king of content, the speaker of truth. I can say I'm the co- Coach Alini. I can say that I'm the prognosticator, Coach Adamas. I'm more of that than I am Greg Adams. I'm more of those things because that's who I know, that's who I become. But you just say my name is Greg Adams because that's my legal business entity. That's what I'm known as government-wise. But is that actually me? No. That's what my mother named me, and that's what the government knows me as. That's why people have street names, nicknames. I'm more what? I'm more what? When I go in there, when I, when I do all my affirmations at the beginning of the show, I'm see God Allah. And people are like, you ain't none of these things. I'm the best entertainment here on YouTube. That's, I'm more that than I am my government name. I'm third leg Greg. All right, I'm every woman's fantasy. You see what I mean? These are the other things you have to understand. I'm the unbinder. I'm the CEO, nigga row of Fixes Binds LLC. I'm the King Milk Dud Supreme. You see that? I'm more of those than I am my government name. A lot of people don't have any other identity or alias or fictitious business names. You only are who they tell you you are. You a damn slave. That's who you are. You a slave. You, you pretty much Toby at this point. You pretty much Toby at this point, but y'all ain't ready for this type of information. Y'all think this shit is conspiracy. This is real. Bitch, you, you who your parents named you and you who the government reported you as. And you don't have no identity after that. Maybe you're an employee. Maybe you're an employee after that. Hi, what's your name? And what do you do? And what's your age? I ain't none of them things. <laughs> I'm me. And that's more important than my name. But my name does carry some weight. It does. I'm the 10-time demonetized champion. <laughs> All right, come on, man. All right, you got to develop who you are out here. Don't let people tell you who you are, Toby. All right, you need to develop who you are, and that's going to give you the real strength out here. You will have to participate in this game, or you can become sovereign. That's another step. You can become sovereign of all of this, but there are some pros and cons to all of this but i'm going to tell you you have to develop your identity or you'll be told who you are and i refuse to let people tell me who i am my name ain't toby all right anyway look all of this stuff up by the way you have to ask yourself this you have to ask yourself this why doesn't anybody tell you this at any point Like, wouldn't you think at the beginning, like in fifth grade, they were like, all right, class, sit down. Let's tell you this. You know why? Because teachers don't even know this. Teachers don't even know. By the way, most teachers don't have an identity past teacher. Now, shout out to the teachers. We love you. But most of them don't even know this. All right, anyway. All right, anyway. Somebody said, are you manifesting? I'm not manifesting. I actually am affirming. They call it affirmations, all right? You affirm. I affirm that I am the Bruce Wayne of this shit. Now, remember one time I said I'm the Bruce Wayne of this shit, and he said, you can't be the Bruce Wayne because you're not black. And I told him, I can be whoever the hell I want to be. That's my personality. 
All right. Because I'm him. I'm me. I can adopt whatever personality characteristic I can. You can't limit me from that. But a lot of normies aren't ready. They want to tell me who I am. You can't tell me who I am. I can affirm who I am and become that. And that's who I am. Now, you can change your gender at this point. So nobody can tell me shit. All right. Anyway. <laughs> All right, what are we doing here? Uh, shout out to, uh, I can't say your name, Yamar. Shout out to Yamar. He says, not trying to push a religion, but I do read, in Islam, the prophet Muhammad saw hell, and he reported that it was filled with women. In my opinion, that seems about right. Wow, I've never heard that. I need to study the Quran. The Quran. Shout out to everybody in Edan, in Iraq. All right, but I don't know much about the religion of Islam, but if that's the case, then the prophet Muhammad has said so, then it must be true. All right, and I can see why. <laughs> All right, anyway, I'm not here to say either here or there. Shout out to Jones G. Thanks for keeping us sharp. CGA, respect you, brother. CGA is what speaker of truth, speaking truth to power looks like, for real. Speaking truth to power, manifesting, manifesting. Uh, what are we doing here? We got a couple brothers over here. Shout out to Riz Khalifa, coach. That's the nature of men. I've been on hurricane duty as a guardsman, and the people with the nicest cars want extra ice and MREs. It's the nature of the people, indeed. All right, shout out to Crypto Keeper. Coach, I had an experience cutting friends off, but caused them uh, because they decided to have a kid in a one-bedroom apartment. Both make 30K and 60K total. They don't elevate standing in line. Wait, they don't elevate. He says standing in line, food, and broke, and procreating. Uh, this is kind of the nature of what we have going on. This is why people don't want poor people and middle-class people to continue having children. They've gone through great lengths and precautions to prevent people from procreating. All right, because too many poor people are procreating. And too many people that can't not sustain families are having families and children. And then they come out here and say, how's a family of five supposed to, su supposed to survive? You ain't. Mm. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I, I know I speak a certain way and I don't, I don't mean to be mean. I'm just telling you from an elevated position, from a leadership position, from a position where people are making dumb decisions and then asking us to support it. The reality is, if you ask how a family of four or five or six are supposed to feed themselves, you're not. <laughs> if you can't afford it, you probably shouldn't have done it. That is the point. <laughs> Quick answer. I don't have to explain it further. If you can't afford it, that means you probably not supposed to have done it. And just because you've done it doesn't mean you should have the infrastructure for you to support it. This is the great Coach Alini speaking. <laughs> Come on. It's not rocket science, people. It's not rocket science. <laughs> Just because you can have four babies and have a husband and a wife doesn't mean I got to make you afford the damn thing. <laughs> Somebody said, I don't know. You tell me. Yeah. How is a family of five supposed to support themselves? On 60K. I'm listening. I'm all ears. Tell me. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Sounds like that's a you problem, not the rest of us problem. I don't know what you're talking about. I know. I, I Listen, I'm just telling you straight up. I'm a little bit straight to the point, a little too pragmatic and logical, but I'm not here for with a caring heart. That's your fucking problem. <laughs>
<laughs> right, I'm supposed to work the economics to support your dumb ass. Okay. All right, anyway. Teron McAdams says, this is why DNA testing after birth should be mandatory. Face Facts says, they both broke, so now she's looking for her father. Then the doctor gave his sample. That's why he gave the mom a discount. Facts, boy, that's a whole nother story. She probably got a discount. Oh, by the way, the mother's probably lying to that daughter. That's what we don't know. Justify Misogyny says, just won $1,500 award at my job, free agent lifestyle for life. We here. Uh, shout out to Strife XL says, watch a watch the documentary Our Father, a Dr. Klein inseminated over 100 of his patients. He never got jail time. True story. Shout out to Dr. Klein. I'm not going to say what race, what people. We know I can't say that. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, somebody has some criticism for me. Here we go. <laughs> He said, the longer I listen to CG, the longer I listen, the dumber CGA sounds. All right. Hey, I love it. Uh, keep being you. But the funny thing is, you keep watching me. I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> All right. When I go for people's necks, they don't like it. <laughs> why, do, why, why when you hit people between their eyes, then they get triggered? They be mad as hell. So you want me to support. Poor people procreating. I, I swear to God, that's what triggered him. That's what triggered the comment. Shout out to you, sir. That, he got mad because I told him I don't want to support poor people procreating. <laughs> mm. Oh, man. Professional hater in the building. Hate watching me, and he can't help it. He's admitted that he keeps watching me. All right, take your poor procreating ass on somewhere else. That's I, you. That's what triggered him. That's what triggered him. I'm not supporting you, pro oxygen thief ass. What are you talking about? Oh my lord, god damn! Thanks for being here, though. <laughs> we ain't here to learn. We not here to make you feel good. <laughs> This is not a feel-good show. Hey, guys, this is not a feel-good show. I'm going to just tell you this right now. I'm going to hit your ass square between the eye, and I do this with love. Wah! Wah! He got triggered because I don't want to support poor people procreating. Mm. Oh. <laughs> All right, anyway. Is that it? All right, anyway. Maybe, maybe he says something else. Maybe I missed it. Oh, I, re- I didn't read the whole thing. I misread this comment. I misread this comment. Of course I misread it. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's get to you with the show. This is a family show. All right. He want me to read the whole comment. All right. Uh, anyway. <laughs> re- rewrite the comment. Rewrite the comment. It's a little, it's a little, it's a little uh, messed up. Anyway, let's get back to the show. Let's get back to the. He meant it with love. He went in with love. Oh, you know what we're doing today? We're going to talk about um, Warhammer says Warhammer says 99% of men in here uh, have been destroyed by women. That's why we in here with CGA doing girl math and ish like that. Happy and Merry Christmas to the coach gang. 
All right, anyway. <laughs> Some people learn here. Some people learn. Rewrite your comment. All right, uh, let's, let's, let's get back to the show. He wasn't crying. He didn't, he didn't laugh now. He didn't laugh. All right, let's get back to the show. What are we doing here? Manufactured women. Manufactured women. All right, here we go right here. Uh, let's put it up on the screen. This woman right here, uh, she's going to tell, I think I featured her before. One of these women I featured on the show. It says, uh, no Botox filler and trechinon, trechinon, trechinon. I don't know what that is for 18 months. She's going to show you what she looks like when she goes a half or a year and a half without any filter or Botox. All right, man. First of all, take a look at the woman. Let's do this. She put it up here for us to dissect. She put it up here to dissect. Take a look at this. Now, again, this is a turnoff for me. Extremely a turnoff. This woman looks ridiculous. All right. I mean, listen, I've lived in Orange County in the Los Angeles area for many, many years. I've seen many, many women look like this. At first, it looks it looks good. And then after a while, it does not. Right. After a while, you've been with a couple of these frozen face women. You've touched on them. You touched their titty implants. Their heart is softballs. These people are fake and shallow, right? You see that they probably had a facelift and shit. Let's take a look. Everybody can see this. This is crazy. But in, in these areas, New York, Miami, Los Angeles, uh, mostly Miami, Los Angeles, some the, it's getting out of control. This is the miracle of modern science. This is the Frankensteins. All right, now, I mean, people will say she's a 10, she's hot, she's good looking as an old woman. All right, let's let's break her down. Let's break her down. All right, here we go. I'm going to show you what I looked like when I went a year and a half with no Botox, no filler, no tretinoin. I also gained 30 pounds. I was pregnant. This is when I found out that I was pregnant. I'd already been getting Botox and filler for about five years at this point. You can see my melasma poking through my makeup in this photo. Here I am halfway through pregnancy. You can still see the melasma on my forehead. 11s between my eyebrows are starting to show. No issues. With All right, so let's stop right here. Now, take a look at her. She's definitely, what did I tell you? Thank you, Darren. I got you, brother. She, she, what did I tell you about ethnic women or women that come from cultures that have bad anatomies of their skull, which means there's extra cartilage around the ears and the nose. What did I tell you about them? All right. I told you they be having rhinoplasty. She's clearly had a nose job. She probably is not going to tell us that she clearly has had a nose job at the point where she's trying to tell us that she went 18 months without Botox. Look at the nose on her face down there. And look at that mouse-ass nose on her face right up here. All right, and then she looks completely different, and she looks like Master Splinter. I'm just telling you right now, all right? So she's trying to show us right here. This is, I think, when she became pregnant, and then she started to not do her Botox treatment because maybe to preserve the pregnancy. She's had a nose job, for sure. I mean, without question, the nose is pointed up down here, and up here, the, no, the, not, the, the, the point of the nose is pointed down. All right, but she probably not is going to acknowledge that. Let's continue with volume loss. As you can see, this is 10 months, no Botox filler or tretinoin. See the crow's feet. Those lips do not have any filler in them. <laughs> All right. All right. This phrase has been reconstructed. So um, really, I can see she has um, definitely some micro. Um, first of all, the, 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 um, the eyelashes on the bottom, those are painted on. That's permanent eyelashes. Those are. Those are tattooed. I know I've had clients that did that. Those are tattooed on. 
Like, I don't think she can erase those off. She might be able to. I'm not sure how it works. But that is a permanent tattoo uh, eyelashes. All right, I could tell. The other ones are up there, micro-needled, uh, manicured eyelashes, mostly drawn on. All right, you can see they're drawn on. And they probably were drawn on when she was had a, a Xanax and a wine episode. All right, but we're, I see the crow's feet, and she says there's no filters in the lips. That's a lot. Mm. <laughs> All right, let's continue. This was the day I had my baby. This is after almost a year of no Botox and filler. Now the water weight and the pregnancy weight is starting to go down. Over a year, no Botox or filler. And here I am after starting up my aesthetic treatments again. You can. All right. I can see what? can see that I'm a happy camper. Man, I wish I would have paused it. I, I, let me go back to where she said she was a happy camper. All right. And what do I tell you? This is what people will call an attractive woman, right? Because she seems like she's put together. She tightly packed. She's had more than facial surgeries, by the way. All right. She got midsection mommy makeover. She's had um, um, uh, breast implants and probably a little bit of injection and removal of fat, fat transfers. All right, this is what happens when uh, you get a trophy wife. But um, she probably on some hormones as well, maybe HGH or testosterone for sure. Uh, they put testosterone um, uh, treatment in in, firm, in, in, in terms of, um, I'm just telling you, I know all of this stuff. I live this, this is my existence. Uh, they put them in a uh, they put they dissolve within the body, so they'll put them like in their back. All right, they'll put they'll make a small incision and put milligrams of testosterone in these women's backs to keep them keep them young and energetic. All right, and it costs lots of money. All of these treatments. This woman, this woman is an expensive woman. Whoever is yeah, whoever the husband of of that woman is spending thousands of dollars on that woman. All right, so they'll make a decision in the woman's back and put HGH or testosterone. They'll put testosterone in them, and it dissolves over a period of time, and they'll come back and come back. All right, um, these are, they have labs for this. They have easy, uh, I can't remember what, rejuvenation labs. She probably has vagina rejuvenation therapy as well. All right, but, but what will happen is, yeah, they'll use creams and creams and what they call topical creams on their body to, to, to trim fat. Man, I know too much. I know way too much. All right, um, it could, because, you know, I live in one of the plastic surgery capitals of the world. Now, what will happen is, if you don't know this, or you, even if you know it, you'll go to these places, and you'll be like, man, all these women look uh, beautiful, and they look tight, and they're fit, and they're lean, and they're trophy wives. Well, trophy wives cost. Trophy wives cost lots of money. They are not cheap. They are not free. I'm telling you, she's going to spend thousands of dollars of your money. And yes, are they beautiful? Yes, I'm not saying they're not. But um, sometimes women measure themselves against these women. So if she lives in, lives in Tupelo and she's looking at women like this on the internet, she's like, how come I can't look like this? And women that are aging and they get insecure. Some women give up. I don't care. Um, but what will happen is they'll try to compete against these women or with these women. And then when they get with you and you're an average Joe, you can't afford these things. She'll want to go to the anti-aging and the rejuvenation, and she'll want to take, take TRT. She'll want to take testosterone. She'll want to take hormone injections and B12. She'll want to take uh, Botox. And it, it's, it's crazy. It is a crazy thing. This is why the manufacturer woman, you guys want highly attractive women, what you would uh, assume. We're just going to say what we seem and define as. 
they cost a lot of money. They cost a lot of money. And if you procreate with her, your kid might come out looking like a monster, right? Because um, I think she looks worse in the bottom picture where, where she's talking. In the upper picture, that's a posed picture with probably she's sitting next to a window with good lighting and maybe good lighting above in her recess, the recess lighting in her ceiling where she's posed. It's probably a filter, right? This is why you can't trust photos. She has her face angled. I've done photography. So these things do make people look different. She's not looking at you straight on. If you look at a person straight on, right, that is how they look. When they turn, that is called profile. You change the appearance of what you look like, profile. So the picture up front, up the top is a profile picture, right? You're angled. You're probably not going to be how you look when I'm having a conversation with you. The below photo, she looks a little bit weird, all right? That's how you really look. Do you guys know when people look at themselves in the mirror, they profile? All right, so when they look at themselves in the mirror, you oftentimes be like, oh, I'm ugly. So what do you do? You'll turn, you'll see, you'll be like, same thing with the body. You'll turn, angle, oh, I look great right there. It's profiled. You look at, you look at yourself in the best possible angle, <laughs> right? You'll contort your body, pull your chest out, ninjas will pull their chest out, ninjas will pull their shoulders up. Profile. <laughs> Profile. Then when you walk outside, you look like a dork, all right? You look normal. <laughs> Here we go. All right, anyway, this is crazy, man. And she ain't the only one. We got more out here. We got more out here on this level right here. Here's the woman right here. Going over my transformation. I think I covered this woman before, but she's done another video. So we'll go ahead and look at it. I think I've covered this one before. I just love when people say, oh, no, you don't need Botox and filler. You don't need it. I don't need it because I get Botox and filler. So let's go over all the areas I've gotten Botox and filler. Here's my before and after if you want a little reference of what it can do for you. Starting with my forehead, you can't really tell, but I was starting to develop like a faint little line on my forehead. So I started getting Botox in my 11s and my frontalis muscle, as well as my crow's feet. Cause again, in this picture, you couldn't really tell, but I was getting these fine tiny little lines in my crow. Another thing that I did that's a game changer is I did laser hair removal on my hairline. As you can see, my hairline was like going into my eyebrow. I did under eye and cheek filler, lip filler, of course. I added filler to my chin to make more of a V shape. And the biggest difference is placing Botox in my masseter muscle to slim my face out. Here's another photo right now with no makeup for a better comparison. I just love when people say, oh no, you don't need Botox and filler. You don't need it. All right, and right there, uh, and Shabazz is saying, this is why I push back on the, um, the international beauty scale. Points are fairly made. In this world today, the people who look the best probably ain't natural. This is for sure. All right, it's very, uh, and by the way, if you, if you were alive in the 80s and 90s, women didn't look like what they look like now. So Shabazz has a point, and it is valid. I will not argue against that. Today's women are highly manufactured and men and men to a greater extent. There's some men out here, especially rainbow men. They be getting titty implants like big muscle implants and calf implants. They're known to do that. 
especially in highly competitive marketplaces like San Francisco and Los Angeles. Them ninjas will be getting pec implants, all right, and trap implants. This is really competitive out here. So with this being said, all right, women of yesteryear were very natural to an extent. If you look at an attractive, so much so that even with makeup, if you look at an attractive woman from the 80s and the 90s, and I put a picture up of her, and I say, this woman was gorgeous. She was one of the most gorgeous women in 1988. She will look eh in today's standards. She will look eh in today's standards. You'd be like, mm, mm, mm. Because we live in a highly manufactured world today where the beauty standards and scale has been skewed into an alternative universe. <laughs> it is gone. It is gone, gone. All right, so with that being said, we look at women today and the way they do their makeup, they basically put a new face on. Whereas in the, in the 90s, there was makeup, but they didn't change the entire face. It was to accentuate features or maybe make a small feature disappear, right? Now they do contouring where they change the face. So now I take a woman and say, this woman was hot in 1991. You'll be like, mm, because she looks natural. Whereas they look unnatural today. They'll be like, she mid. And it's like, wow. I mean, it's, it's, that's where we're going with the standards. All right. That's where we're going with the standards today. And this is an example of it right here. Um, for me, I can tell that these people, this woman's manufacturer, first of all, she's going to make a good point. Um, and I'm going to point this out. I'm going to point this out right here. Uh, let me let her continue. I don't need it because I get Botox and filler. So let's go over all the areas I've gotten Botox. Yeah, this woman's pretty. And filler. Here's my before and after if you wow. want a little reference of what it can do for you. Starting with my forehead. You can't really tell, but I was starting to develop like a faint little line on my forehead. Well, because that's your, that's your, uh, uh, that is your Neanderthal eyebrow ridge. Okay. You have the skull over Neanderthal. So she plumped that area up to get rid of that ridge. You can see it right there. All right, this is the kind of the ridge of your uh, skull. Yes, you, you look like a Neanderthal. All right, so she was about to look like the caveman on the Geico commercial. All right, especially with that squared off ass jaw. All right, let's continue. So I started getting Botox in my 11s and my frontalis muscle, as well as my crow's feet. Because again, in this picture, you couldn't really tell, but I was getting these fine tiny little lines yeah because you're because you're yeah man boy she's obsessive micro another thing that i did that's a game changer is i did laser hair removal on my hairline that that right there is a big one that right there is a big one and as you can see a lot of latino women have this here all right so a lot of latino women naturally they grow hair like like a caveman near their ridge of their eyebrow okay this is kind of kind of neanderthal shit especially if you're hairy. Latina women tend to be very hairy. If you ever meet a Latina woman and she has no hair on her body or on her face, she's done a lot to remove it. I mean, she probably shaves herself down on a daily basis. All right, I'm just letting you know. If you meet a Latina woman and she does not have hair near her eyebrow, like, like this one, she's removed it. <laughs> she's removed that shit. She done basically got the Dominican taper line. All right, she's been tapered up real good. All right, and so as you can see here, she's got faint hair growth towards her eyebrow. And uh, this is the difference between, some people say it turns me on. Some people, 
you know, Latina men might be turned on to it. To it, uh, it might be something that other cultures might find. Mm, you know, hair tends to be kind of nasty-ish. And uh, if you meet a Latina woman that does have that, you can probably economically put her in a poor category. All right, in a poor, she she's probably poor. She probably doesn't have money. See, for me, I can identify these things and say she can't afford to do it because I know she would do it if she can afford it. But if I see one, a Latino woman that doesn't have that, I can say somebody's paying for that to be done or she earns money. She's rich. She's wealthy. She's in a different class. Same thing with a, uh, a eyebrow across their forehead. If she doesn't have that shit and she has a unibrow, she's poor. <laughs> Somebody said, we're not attracted to it. We deal with it. He says, as a Mex- Mexican, I can confirm, right? Yeah, if you see, if I see a Latina woman and she has no arm hair, I'm like, this woman either is wealthy or she has a wealthy person. I can say she's probably not single. She might be a sugar baby. She might have a husband, but she ain't got no heart, am, uh, uh, arm hair. <laughs> this woman is probably wealthy. She probably is spoken for. She probably has a good job. These are all things that I look for. And, uh, you know, w- when you're cold approaching, you can look for this. You can look for this and go, yeah, because look at the difference. Look at the difference. There's no hair on down here, and her, she looks kind of like um, she's well taken care of, right? She's manicured. This one up here, she doesn't have that. So that's the difference between rich and poor. That's the difference between middle class and poor. So this will prevent me. This is a sign to let me know, should I talk to her or not, all right? More likely than not, if she has these manicured treatments, She's spoken for, or she makes a lot of money, or she's in a different economic class, and so forth and so on. She's funded. Yep. So I'm like, yeah, she ain't got nobody here. Now, where you where you gonna find it? And I'm not trying to diss Latina women because everybody catches wreck. Where you're gonna find it is right on her back. All right, this is where the this is where the telltale treat. Uh, this is where you find out. Indian women too. Indian women, same thing. It's the same thing. But. But when you get her undressed, you're going to look at the smaller her back or her butt crack. Now, if there's hair down there, she she's probably broke, but she spends time to manicure all this. Where you're going to find the hair, if you don't see no hair down there, this woman rich, right? This woman is wealthy. Right there, right on her back and right between her butt crack. There should be an afro down there. If there's an afro down there, she poor. She she done work. She haven't worked. <laughs> she haven't worked her wealth out quite good enough. You know what I mean? She barely making it. She barely making it. You know what I mean? But if it's no hair down there, this woman spoken for. She got she got a husband. <laughs> I know. I come on, man. A really poor one got a mustache. I'm just letting you know, man. I'm just letting you know. She got a light mustache. She'd be like, if she if she down there with the Brazilian wax, she part of the cartel. She part of the cartel. That's a cartel, Chica. <laughs> Y'all did just, man. Hey, man, stop, man. This is a family show. This is a family show. I don't, I'm not trying to disrespect. I've been around the world and I, yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, 
Look, people mad. I'm just letting you know, man. Listen, listen. All right, let me stop. People are saying Italian women, Indian women. It's the same. It's the exact same thing. I've been around the world, bro. I've been around the world. I've been on here. Listen. <laughs> I give y'all a game nobody else can tell y'all. Anyway. He said, El Coach not lying. I already know, man. I already know. Some people like a little hair down there. All right, it is what it is. You like, I like it. It's real. Show me you got an afro down there on your lower back so I know it's real. All right, anyway. I done skewed a lot of y'all. Now y'all going to be looking. Y'all going to be looking for it. Hey, man, I know these things. That, that's why I don't need the cold approach. Ninja, I, I know so much. I could just look and be like, I was like, she ain't got no hair on her low back. She got money. <laughs> that's a woman that takes care of herself. All right, anyway, look, let me stop. <laughs> or she got a boyfriend. She's like, I have a husband. I like, I have a husband already. All right, I already knew, baby. I didn't even need to open my mouth. Shout out to you and your husband. I can't even pronounce it. All right, what do we got here? We got another surgery, and this is a surgery that takes it over the top. We have a re-virgin surgery. A re-virgin surgery. Oh, man, I'm, this is crazy. What that mean? For us. I'm excited. I just got a surgery to be a virgin again. What does that mean? How is that possible? You got a new hymen. Yeah. And now you're a virgin again. It's been seven days. What's the plan? I want to restart my body count to zero. <laughs> <laughs> I want to find the right guy. He will take my virginity. That's the most wholesome thing I've ever heard. It would be an honor if we could help find the guy to take your virginity on the show. The Bachelor, but the virginity um, episode. Let's do it. We'll fly down like a top three and they compete. All expenses prize for us i'm excited i just got a surgery to be a virgin again oh the humanity You've heard it right, guys. You've heard it right. We have now jumped the shark. We've now jumped the shark, man. We've taken this down to another place. <laughs> he said we can't come back. Hey, what did I tell you? Remember, I told you we're at the point of no return. We're at the point of no return. I know you guys think I'm doom and gloom. I know you think I'm out of control. I know you think I'm, what did, they, what did Hafiz call me? Nihilist. We're at the point of no return. We ain't coming back. All right, now she wants to be a virgin again. That's, this is what we doing. <laughs> this is what we doing. We're here. We're here. What does that mean? How is that possible? You got a new hymen. Yeah. And now you're a virgin again. It's been seven days. What's the? It's been seven days. Okay, let's read it. It says right here, this is from the Red Pill Awareness Instagram. Go give them a follow. Here we go. A new trend will start. What is virginity surgery called? A hymenoplasty or a hymenor hype. I can't pronounce it. It's known, commonly known as a hymen repair surgery. It is surgical procedure aimed at restoring a torn hymen. A lot of women would jump on this like BBLs, man-made virginity. This still needs, they still need men to put it back to wow. You can reset the mileage on the dial, 
but the wear and tear mentally is still there. And the physical part isn't even what I'm talking about. The emotional damage. Oh, man. All right, now, if she, this woman's like in her 30s. You're not going to fool anybody with no, oh, I'm a virgin. And virgins weren't meant to be 30 years old. This is ridiculous. The manufacturer world is here. <laughs> oh, man. This is a mess. But, guys, this is what you're up against. I wonder what the cost of this is. Let me actually look up the cost real quick. Um, hymenoplasty. Women in my comment section. Women are watching me right now. They're like, yes, I want some. I want it. Let me see what the cost is. Uh, two to five thousand dollars. That's very relatively inexpensive if you consider what plastic surgery is costing. Two to five thousand dollars, man. Woo wee! Delulu is the Salulu. Do me a favor. I think that's the last video on that one. What a world we live in. It is an evil world we live in. It's an evil world we live in. All right. Do me a favor. Hit the like button real quick for the best entertainment here on YouTube. That's loud. All right. Hit the like button. We're over a thousand likes. But look, this entertainment will continue to go on. But we're going to take a short commercial break. Many women say they are finding it very hard to find a man who makes as much as they do. But the country's declining marriage rate is due to the lack of financially eligible bachelors. Researchers say they are seeing a trend of women dating down, which what? means, you dating know, a man down. who... <laughs> this is just the reality of it. So women, you know, we're more educated now. We're going to hold off on the baby making. We're going to hold off until we get that great job. Really career driven. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's anything wrong with hoping that there's someone either on your level or higher than you. So before, right, it was okay when the man made more money to be the one to buy everything, to do, you know, treat you and all this other kind of stuff. And now that you make more money, you can't be that one because you're dating down. Dating down. I hate that. What is that? If there's a responsibility that comes with making more money, accept it. You wanted to make more money. Right. You know, are you going to find many men out there that makes as much as you do? Extra I could do bad by myself. Left to say. All right, time now. 5-11. Let's Dating down? What is that? All right, let's get to some Super Chats. Let me see. Are there many that I missed out on? Boy, I needed that break. I needed that break. All right, there's not many contributions. Let's go on to the next show. Woof. That was rough. All right, what is that? All right, we got be careful out here, gents. Remember I told you yesterday the prevalence of women and date, not date grape, um, um, uh, great fantasies. If you missed that part of the show, that might have been that might have been in the evening service, which many people do not watch. But I want to announce to you and show to you, and I'm not telling you to grape or participate in great fantasies of women. We do acknowledge consent is vital when you're dealing with women. In fact, you must understand that consent can be removed. Consent can be removed. All right. After the fact. So in this situation here, it says women erotic great fantasies and evaluation of theory and research. And by the way, I've actually showed you way more stats than this. So don't just judge me for saying that I showed you one stat. But it says there's an article in peer review of uh, literature, research literature on women and grape fantasies. We call it grape to preserve ourselves here on YouTube. Or I'm already shadow banned, so I could just probably I could just probably say it at this point. 
But current research indicates that between 31 and 57% of women have fantasies in which they are forced into sex against their will. A lot of people can't talk about this. They're uncomfortable talking about this, but I'm using the data and the abstract and the research. This is provided by Taylor and Francis online. They have a subject here by a man and a woman done and published in February of 2008. Cited articles and all of that type of stuff. 31 to 57% of women have fantasies in which they are forced into sex against their will. And 9 to 17% of women, uh, these are a frequent and favorite fantasy experience. It's called erotic great fantasies, and they're paradoxical. They do not appear to make sense. And I'm going to show you a clip of a woman presenting this to a man. Why would a person have an erotic and pleasurable fantasy about an event that in real life would be abhorrent and traumatic? Well, that's a good question. Well, listen, I don't study the inside of the woman's head here. I don't study the inside. All right. I just try to understand them. And by understanding them, it prevents me from loving them. I just can't stop loving you. I can't. I can't. It's they're a little too chaotic. It's a little bit too unreal. And in fact, we talked to you the other day that if you actually knew what women understood, Ninja, you, you would go crazy. Your ego would explode. You couldn't handle it. You cannot handle the truth. You think about, you talk about women can't handle the truth. Men cannot handle the truth. And we got a brother here who's going to meet a woman, and she says this, okay? What is your biggest fetish? Um, I have a CNC kink. What's CNC, please? CNC means consent, not consent. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Do you want me to elaborate? Nah, I think <laughs> I, you you figured it out? I think I understand. I don't agree. I don't agree. Don't but, get me wrong. But, don't get me wrong. But, hold on, hold on. I, I understand. Let's clear up the fact, yeah, that first of all, it's a fetish that stemmed from a traumatic experience. And it's a fetish I have, but I don't think I would ever give into it because I think a man who is willing to give into the fact that that fetish is tapped. Yeah, that's. So I, it's not, it's no not one a fetish I agree with. Yeah, you should not... never see that game plan and be like, let's yeah, play this let's, game. Let's do it. Nah. It's not something that I'm like, oh, I want to put into practice, but I know it exists within me. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it is a fetish ain't... of mine, but I won't ever put it in practice. But if. I was to say a fetish that I like. I, would, I like voyeurism. Like I like the idea of being watched while getting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What is your biggest fetish? All right. He he out of there on that, and you can see by the eyes, man. And we have to understand again. One thing that I I say that people think it comes from a place of hurt and trauma. Myself, it's not true. It, you got to look at the data. A lot of women are drug addicts or alcoholics. They have low self esteem. Some have traumatic events that 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 have forced them to get into that. Some will get into it for party. A lot of them have had started early sexually, either involuntarily, involuntarily or voluntarily. And they have these thoughts that they cannot share with us because we would think they're really crazy if they did. Some women fetishize men specifically to carry out these fantasies in a variety of ways. Some people have it in the, um, in the area of what they call, um, uh, Listen, I can't remember the word. It's it's something like uh, role play, role play. Sorry, excuse me, role play. So fantasies of role playing where you play this and you play the stranger, you play the guy breaking into the house. A lot. Some women have that. Some women want to be tied up, handcuffed. Yes, women that you would not think. Some women uh, want to be picked up and manhandled, maybe pushed down and be treated roughly. Some want to be called names. Women that you would not anticipate. Sometimes your mother. 
Yeah, hard to think about. Um, and some women, women want this in the terms of um, they watch it manifest in pornography. So with this, a lot of times we want to put women and slice them up in these categories that they all want some sort of missionary sex and that they're evil for wanting some of these outside things and thoughts. Some of these women are your wives that have these situations, right? They're your wives. Some women get into role play and then they remove consent afterwards because they wanted a consent, non-consent situation. I'm non-consenting, but I'm role-playing non-consenting, but I'm consenting, which does, I've, I've actually heard a guy get caught on that, which was his defense was, this was a role-play. You're confusing this because we were actually role-playing, and then later on, she used it as a situation to show that they discussed, the discussions were that I'm going to assault you, grape you, I'm going to do all these things, but the the context was removed that it was role play. That was his defense. We were role playing, right? So this is what happens within their world. And so much of these thoughts have been repressed or played out in private. Um, and sometimes it intimidates and scares men that they have these thoughts. This is why they can't share. This is why a lot of women are struggling with who they really are and they need therapy. They need therapy because they're constantly having these thoughts and they're trying to figure out and wrestle as to why they're having these thoughts. It's similar to men when we're horny, right? We have some nasty thoughts, and we do these things. We play them out only to have relieved ourselves, and now we're back in our normal mindset. We're no longer horny, and we look at what we did. You might put your face between places where you probably would normally not put your face, but you did it. And you're a nasty boy now. And you're like, ah, oh, I can't believe I did nice. that. You're walking around with pink eye and stuff like that. That's how what happens in a woman's head. And because they cannot be who they truly are, and I will agree with this, women cannot be who they truly are because they face so much repercussions for announcing it. Soon as they announce something like that, here it goes. We come down on them. And then now they have to repress these thoughts. This is why a lot of women have unresolved issues and they need therapy. This is why they're always trying to get us in there. Well, my 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 issues aren't unresolved, Ninja. My issues are caused by you. All right, but that's either here or there. All right, and much of my issues are caused by women who need the trauma. Why don't you heal yourself and stop bringing all that pain out into the world in chaos? Then maybe men will be okay. All right, but anyway, with that being said, this is a real thing. This is a real thing, and a lot of people don't understand that Lots of women. I just gave you the data. And so if there's any women in here that's like, not me, who get, who gives a rat's ass? You're not proving me wrong. Yep, the Trevor Bauer incident is an example. The Trevor Bauer incident was an example in which the woman said, I want you to beat me up and traumatize me, and he, and he did it twice to her, only for her to try to set him up. But there are some women out here, and then when you add drugs, alcohol, mental health issues, trauma, issues that happened to them when they were a minor or younger, um, a child, you got a recipe for disaster. This is why I relatively avoid uh, women that have advanced in age. Oh, she still looks good, but a lot of them have had these issues. I actually had a female roommate um, that was 5150, all right? At one point before I met her, this is years before I met her, but she was 5150, and then proceedingly, she claimed she was assaulted by a physician, a therapist within a mental uh, hospital. And guess what? She was a freak. She was a freak. She watched fantasies. She watched pornography. 
that featured uh, multiple men breaking in. Like, that was a fantasy for her. That was a fantasy. So she just could not have missionary sex. And she was promiscuous as a young woman. She was already promiscuous before she was 5150 and checked in. All right. And then proceeded to be assaulted by the doctor, which the assault is out of context. He certainly was not uh, doing the right thing. But did she flirt with him? That These are the things that are always taken out of context when you get these stories. I'm sure at that time she probably did some flirtation with him and he probably boned her and then boom. All right. But that's that's why you don't deal with women in this situation. So I gave you the data. I gave you the data, right? This is why they're always focusing on grape culture. I actually had a young woman. We went to high school together. We we were we were. Uh, she had a major crush on me, and um, she would always talk about. She was like fifteen, and I was sixteen, seventeen, right? She would always talk about getting great. Like it was like a constant. She's like, I'm gonna get great one day, and I'm gonna do this. Like at fifteen, I would be like, Why are you always talking about this? And um, later on, she dated a pookie. So like she dated a pookie, like a gangbanger pookie, like a wannabe gangbanger pookie. Like it was not a match at all. You were like, why are you dating? Everybody was floored at her dating him. And she was a Jew. Well, I can't say what she was. I'm not going to say what race, what people. We know I can't say that. She ended up marrying within her religion or culture or whatever, God. But she dated a real edge, edgy pookie. But she would always talk about it. Even when we were in high school, and I was quite confused by it. But here it is right here. 31 to 57% of women have a fantasy, you know, a, a, a frequent. It says frequent. Oh, no, no, just a fantasy. And then frequently, it's a number between 9 and 17%. And these are just the people who admit it, uh, survey-wise. But uh, here's the thing, guys, what I'm going to tell you. What I'm going to tell you is be careful. This is here. This is the teaching point. Now you have to be careful. Because this does fall into the category of a woman that has some issues. Then you add alcohol, drugs, any of these things, party lifestyle. Um, you, you add that to it, and then this is where you're going to get. And then you could get yourself hemmed up, or you could get some problems with you. I would tell you, if this happens, tr try not to consent to a consensual, non-consensual sexual fetish. And one more thing. She announced it. It was immediately let, left with the guy being uncomfortable, and then she switched it. She switched it, right? You hear, you, you'll watch it. This is why in the case of Cassie, I cannot completely hold her not liable, right? I, I have to hold her liable because we don't know. She could be a freak. She could be introduced to free culture. A 19-year-old certainly has sexual experience. Statistically, she's not a virgin. She wasn't a virgin when she got the ditty. But she could have participated in this and enjoyed it and now removed the consent later on. This could have been the case, and it's highly more likely than not that that's the case. But in our world, we can't deal with this, so we automatically say, man, she put up with that for 10 years? Oh, boy. This is not true. This is not true. Nobody, nobody can even accept that as a possibility of being real unless she was handcuffed and, and put in a dungeon and not allowed to speak. But that was not the case. She left, came back, left, came back, left, came back. She had plenty of opportunities to bow out gracefully, and she did not. I know this because I use the I use the what's possible, not what's the 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 
Not not what's, hey, you know, she was automatically a victim and she didn't know when she wasn't in that, That's probably not true. We know too much now. And we cannot continue to save women from making these decisions, which were bad decisions. She made them, but now not live out the consequences right here. All right. Now, listen, for us men, we have to stop being so judgmental. Right. Yeah, she denied it after he saw he wasn't cool with it. Had he been like, really? Consensual, not consensual? I'll join in. But my opinion is in today's world, I think it would be best for men not to be so critical of women to let them talk about it. Right? You have to start. We, we do have to start strategically going, bruh, let them talk. If we let women talk and we did not oppress their thought by judgment, this is an unpopular opinion. If we allowed women to talk freely, we would be shocked at the shit that we hear. We would be floored and flabbergasted, but we have to stop judging them for at least a little bit of time so they can open up and be who they really want to be so you ninjas can wake your monkey asses up. And this is a fact. You have to literally just be like, yeah. Mm. You have to be like a therapist and be like, oh, really, you say, and just write it down. Because you would be, I think what we're doing is the opposite. By calling, by persecuting them, we're allowing them to protect these things. But we should let them speak. And then you will really see. You will really see that, that I probably will put myself out of business. <laughs> right, here we go right here. I probably will put myself out of business. Okay. Uh, let's play it again. Jesus. Um, I have a CNC kink. What's CNC, please? CNC means consent, not consent. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Do you want me to elaborate? Nah, I think <laughs> I, you you figured it out? <laughs> I think I understand. I don't agree. Yeah, so he's a, he's a nice UK brother. He don't agree. And so now when she hears that, naturally she's like, oh, I better change this shit up. I don't agree. Don't but, get me wrong. But, don't get me wrong. But, hold on, hold on. I, I understand. Let's clear up the fact, yeah, that first of all, it's a fetish that stemmed from a traumatic experience. False. I'm, I'm going to say that's probably false. Because he disagreed. Now, oh, I was traumatized. Do you see how fast they're able to change this? She was giggly. And she announced it. Had he been like, oh, I love that too. She wouldn't have said none of this traumatic shit. I mean, I'm just letting you know, man. I'm just letting you know. They are very astute socially at being able to adapt and change the message. Okay, so now we are back in the trauma. What happened? Yeah, she killed the vibe. And it's a fetish I have, but I don't think I would ever give into it because that's a lie. See, man, I'm telling you, man, women are crafty. This is why you guys are messing the game up by not letting them talk. Let these women talk. Tell me what you really think. Now we switched it up and now I really wouldn't give into it. That's a that's a lie. <laughs> Here we go. She now she lying to protect her image. Because I think a man who is willing to give in to the fact that that fetish is tapped. Yeah, that's... So I, it's not, it's no not one a fetish should I agree with. Yeah, you it's should not... never see that game plan and be like, let's yeah, play this let's, game. Let's... That's not right. Look at her. She looking stupid. That's not true. She gets many people to do this. 
<laughs> right? She does this all the time. Let's do it. Nah. It's not something that I'm like, oh, I want to put into practice, but I know it exists. That's, man, she lying. That's a lie. Clearly a lie. Clearly. I bet you I could pull her phone up right quick. And she's already got ninjas on every dating app trying to get him to come through. And she's already done, done these things. So she probably does it on a regular basis. This is a lie. She probably does game bangs, orgies, train games. Please, please. Within me, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it is a fetish ain't... of mine. But I won't ever put it in practice. But if but, I was to say a fetish that I like, I, would, I like voyeurism. Like now, I... now she goes to a normal one. I like to watch. I like to be watched. Okay, now she's trying to go less risky. She's losing the man. She's like, oh, he ain't go for it. Okay, uh, I like somebody to watch me getting banged out. She tried to make it normal, man. That is nuts. <laughs> oh, man, you got to watch them. They're very crafty creatures. They're very crafty creatures. Protect yourself out here. U.S. comedian and activist abducted and deleted. Damn. After try to, trying to meet a woman uh, he found on social media in Colombia. Now, this is not to put down any passport bro activity. A lot of people do do very well, come back. They go there. They don't do anything. They don't get caught up. They don't get their drink spiked and all of this stuff. And as a matter of fact, this could normally happen to a guy in Atlanta, Georgia, much less Columbia, certainly in Detroit. So we're not putting or casting dispersions on a group of men who do this on a regular basis, and they do well. All right, so let's let the news tell the story here, and uh, we'll go from there. Maybe we might have to read a little bit. Many in Minnesota's Hmong community are overwhelmed with grief tonight while reflecting on fond memories of Tu Zhong. The Woodbury man was just found killed in Columbia under suspicious circumstances. And tonight, some of his loved ones were gracious enough to speak with our Bab Santos. And Babs joins us with that story. Devastating news spread quickly through Minnesota's Hmong community on Tuesday. Community giant Tu Zhong found dead at 50 years old after being kidnapped and held for ransom on a business trip in Colombia. At first, I was praying that they were going to find him. Known as the life of the party, Tu drew people together. His family says the community activist and Carleton College political science grad dedicated his life to bridging cultures and speaking for those without a voice. Man, this ninja got all these linglings on a takeout Thursday. Takeout Thursday, he got linglings right here. This ninja running down. Hey, man, okay, mate, bro, bro, what, you running down the... You didn't took the airplane. You got all them linglings over there in the Hmong community in Minnesota? Hey, man, sign my ass up, ninja. Hey, I'll take your spot. All right, come on, bro. He in heaven over there. You know what? Anyway, I guess he, I guess he didn't want his own... Some people don't want they own, or some people want nasty things and to defile people where they're going. I don't know what it is. Rest in peace to this brother here, man. It could happen to anybody, so protect your neck. The two drew people together. His family says the community activist and Carleton College political science grad dedicated his life to bridging cultures and speaking for those without a voice, taking a stand for equity and human rights before this untimely, horrifying death. It was a couple of brunt uh, force to the head, and then they they tossed him over a bridge. University of Minnesota Regent Bao Tao Urabe <laughs> is overwhelmed by the. I'm not details. laughing at him. Simply heartbroken for. I was reading the comment. I'm not laughing at him. All right, somebody said he wanted more curves. Okay, I got you. I got you. The family of her lifelong friend. I think I just went blank for a minute, like. 
I don't believe this. Uh, how do we know for sure? Minutes away from Tu's home in Woodbury, older brother Ajong can't stop looking out his front door, expecting Tu to return at any moment, mm. even as this harsh new reality begins to set in and their focus shifts. We have, you know, you know, full uh, confidence in the, the, in the uh, Columbia police that they'll do, they'll, they'll find... They're not talking the, about the, the dating app here. And they brought him to justice. As tributes pour in online on Tuesday, it's clear helping others is what made Tu the happiest. In 2019, he was recognized as a Bush fellow. Rather than grieving over Tu and, you know, the loss of his life, you want to celebrate what he has done and what he could be doing to help the community moving forward. Right now, Tu's family is in the process of creating a foundation. Okay, okay, okay. Um, it says right here he died after going on a date with the woman he met online while on vacation. Uh, believe it or not, this man's 50 years old. He does look, well, he did look good for 50. Um, you know, man, boy, aging for men has changed as well. He's in good shape. He doesn't look bad. He's definitely, uh, that guy's 50. I don't know when this picture's taken. But he's 50 years old. He's an Asian-American living in Minnesota, was on vacation in South America and uh, when his heartbreaking demise occurred. And it says right there he had a plan to meet the mysterious woman on December 10th but was attacked and kidnapped by a group of men. Um, for the men who know about this, Passport Brothers uh, that do travel, I would not travel to Colombia by myself specifically. I would definitely be a little bit more proactive. And there's some men that know where to go and where not to go. It says right here at 7 p.m., Local time, the comedian, I think he was an activist, had called a friend in Colombia saying the men demanded $2,000, which is 8 million Colombian pesos, in cash for his release. That's according to the paper. They said he was also told the friend who filed the police report that he was being held at gunpoint. Hours later, uh, police were at the apartment that he had been staying at because a woman was taking items from the residence and ran off before police could arrest her. Okay, yeah. You gotta get my bag and run. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, you're not gonna get much help as an American down there, so you really have to, you know, watch your step. His body was found lying in a ravine with over dozens of stab wounds and multiple bruises caused by an apparent fall for over from over 60 feet. Uh, law enforcement confirmed the suspects who deleted him before a payment was made and it says right here, an investigation was open to determine if the death was caused because of an attempted escape. Oh, maybe he jumped over. Okay, well, he was being stabbed and he jumped over. All right, I mean, that would make sense right there. And it says right here, his brother confirmed that one of the suspect suspected captors was apprehended in this case. Okay, one of the suspects were apprehended in this case. It says right here, he was born in Laos in 1973 while his father was working for the CIA. New, 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 new world order. Before fleeing the refugee camp in Thailand to escape the Laos communist takeover in 1975. Oh, man. New, 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 new world order. Okay. Okay. All right. So somebody said he didn't want to pay. Uh, yes. If you do do these things, right? If you do participate in these lifestyles, you got to be careful. Um, and I would give you the same advice if you came to Los Angeles, Detroit, Atlanta, New York City. New York City, you could catch this business. Um, Miami, you could certainly catch wreck in here. You're more or less, less likely to because, um, you know, people don't want to go to jail, jail here. And the government's not going to help people escape.
Uh, tourists basic, basically coming from other countries don't have to face this because we protect tourist, tourism here. And other countries protect tourism as well. They don't want these stories to go out and affect their tourism. So um, I'm pretty sure they'll do go above and beyond now that this is a national story. But if your black ass got chopped up and jumped over a bridge, I'm pretty sure that you would not get a story. All right, you're probably not going to get a story. There was a brother that went over there recently, too, as recent as a few months ago that got got. So there was a black man that went over there. I did a story about that as well. All right. But there's a many of people that go over there and they do well and they they nothing's reported. Nothing's reported. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it can happen in Vegas, too. Oh, you could get trick rolled in Vegas as well. So, you know what I mean? Like any you could catch wreck anywhere. You got to be careful no matter where you go. So don't. You know, you got to watch your step. Let me see if I got another one here. Watch your step. Okay, I do have another story that I forgot to report. So let me see if you hear. Woman from Minnesota. Trash here. Let me see if I can find this story here. Uh, this woman right here in Minnesota. Uh, police identified 24-year-old Minnesota. Here's Minnesota again. Minnesota native found dead at the bottom of a New York City condo garbage chute. Man, almighty Jesus, man. This is crazy. Um, And it says right there, New York police says it's unclear how Jacqueline Elmquist got into the building. Well, I'm going to tell you how she got in there. Let's take a picture of the young woman here. Uh, There it is, 24-year-old. All right. And it says right here she was found at uh, dead at the Plus Art and 540 West. 28th Street, Friday afternoon in the trash chute. Holy moly, it's getting crazy out here. Uh, I'm going to probably say, people might disagree, but I'm going to probably say this is some, this is the JUCO. This is probably, she probably was working, maybe some escort, probably some JUCO shit, and it went left. She met the wrong ninja. She met the wrong daddy. Get him, daddy. Uh, that's going to be where the facts are. People, I don't know how she got in there. I don't know what she was doing there. She got flown in. Get him, daddy. And that's what happened. And they'll wrap that shit up. And they'll be like, well, they're going to check her phone. And they're going to say she was on some Juco shit or she was an escort or she was working to make a little bit of money on the side. She was in a bind. She was trying to pay some rent. And the simp killed her. I don't know why you would do this. It's crazy out here. So, yep, you get you a bad John, and boom, it's gone. Skitty pop, pop, and boom, boom, boom. All right, it is what it is. So watch out for that right there. Uh, Anyway, let me check on the Super Chats. We got Is Marriage Too Risky coming up and Betrayed by Feminism? The last segment. Do me a favor, hit the like button. We'll get through it. Thank you for participating in this show. Shout out to our brother here. Tori says women's logic equals when all else fails, get surgery. <laughs> all right, can you blame them? <laughs> all right, because they got to still come out here and compete. And, of course, they get surgery to make themselves preserve their youth or look younger. But, of course, if you just go get a younger woman, you're a metaphile. Macaroni Tony, I'm a chill, but I'm old enough to remember a grade school game called Hide and Go Get It. That's along the same lines of this topic. Hide and go get it is real. All right. So, yes, hide and go get it. Uh, a lot of us remember that it's before a generation of kids did not go outside and play. All right. We used to go outside and play. We didn't have phones. 
Many of us grew up at a time where we didn't have phones. Who remembers that? That goes way back. There's people like, wait a minute, you didn't have phones. What that mean? What happened when, uh, what happened when people wanted to find you? They had to wait till you got home. They had to beep you 911 or call me on my cell phone. Back in the day, this might seem weird, but this is how old I am. And there's a lot of older people here listening to me. Back in the day, when you left your house, nobody could find you. <laughs> Who remembers that? Like you used to just leave the house and there was no way to reach a person. None. This is before people had pagers because pagers were like you're either a doctor or a drug dealer if you had a pager. But at before you had a pager, if you left the house, nobody could find you. Nobody knew where you were. You couldn't update somebody on your location. You couldn't drop a pen. You couldn't text someone. You couldn't tell somebody you're running late. You had to be on time. Because you couldn't just be like, I'm running 15 minutes late. I'm running 30 minutes late. Now people can be inconsiderate. Oh, I'm running 30 minutes late. I'm on my way. I'm just leaving. Back in the day, you didn't even know. You just showed up like waiting like. Ninja be walking around the mall. You'd be like, I'm going to meet you in front of the Broadway. Okay, I'll meet you in front of the Broadway. They're not there. You looking at your watch, 10 minutes, 20 minutes. You, you leave the Broadway. Then they show up in front of the Broadway. And they like. <laughs> you go home. <laughs> you go home, drive home. You catch the bus home. You get your phone. You call them. Hey, man, where was you at? I was there. Where was you at? I was there. I ran a little bit late. Well, I went walking around the mall looking for you. That's what I did. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Done. At best, you could call a payphone. But the problem is, you call a payphone, they're at home. They're waiting for you and looking for you. So y'all crossing each other. They on the second floor. You on the first floor. You can't go to no payphone. You go to the payphone, drop your 25 cent. All you hear is ring, ring. Why? Because they outside, y'all looking for each other. You ain't never going to find each other. Mm. <laughs> but it was a mess. That was some. That was a cold-ass world, man. And it's almost unfathomable. Like, that, that world does not exist today. Today, you could text somebody and say, why you didn't text me right back? In our, <laughs> in our world, that was non-existent. That did not exist. Soon as you left the house, you were unreachable unless somebody stopped at a payphone. But that means the other person would have to be at their home phone. And then you get the you get the answering machine. All right. You get the answer machine. All right. All right. Hey, how you doing, baby? It's me, Mary J. Behind the scenes is real love. Real love. I'm talking about a real, whatever subliminal message they're trying to put in the background, sounding all sexy. Hey, it's Tanya. Leave a message at the beat, and I'll call you right back. Beep. <clears throat> uh, yeah, uh, Tanya, it's, uh, it's Roger. Uh, I just want to let you know that uh, I was at the Broadway earlier in uh. I didn't see you there, so uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe you was washing your hair. Maybe we got mixed up. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, call me back at uh, 976-7070. That's the party line. And uh, 
yeah, uh, okay. All right, I'll talk to you. All right, bye. Click, click. Mm. <laughs> all right, shit. Bruh, it was all, uh, man. Yeah, your voice all deep. Yeah, this Roger. Uh, I met you at the Tower Records at the... Uh, I bet you at hot dog on a stick. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. No ringtone. You had to have your shit. You be like, I'm about to record my voicemail. Press five to record your voice message. Five. Beep. You got the music on. Loving you every day. Don't you know? Won't love love without a limit. Yeah. This Roger, you know, Leave a message at the tone, and I'm going to get back to you because, you know, we going to get it on. All right. Uh. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Man, please. But I was a young, and we had that rotary phone ass shit. We had that rotary phone where they call you up, you pick your phone up, it'd be like, bing, that little bell ring. The bell that was in the phone, you pick it up, you knock it over, it bing, it ring, and you like, okay, let me pull it up real quick. All right, nine, seven, six, two, one, seven, all right. Then you mess up three. Oh, damn. It was a two. Let me hang up again. I got to start all over. Nine. You can't mess up on a rotary phone. You got to start all the way over. Click. All right. Let me start this shit over. You working your muscles with that damn rotary phone. Please. (laughs) All right, please. Uh, Anyway, enough reminiscing. That's when we were kids. But now y'all got little texts, little Snapchat, little Instagram. You got hoes and booty and punani on the internet. Man, we had to struggle to see a piece of peace leave. We had to struggle to see a piece. You know what we had to go through to see a piece of peace leave on the internet? I mean, we didn't have the internet. I didn't have the internet until college. Professor was like, uh, you guys need to really register for the email. It's a future. Did you guys check your email? We was like, email? What the fuck is the email? They were like, go to the computer lab and register for your email. In the future, that's how assignments will, and that's how we'll communicate in the future. I was, a, I was a junior in college. I was a junior in college, and they was like, guys, register for your email. He was like, email? Fuck is the email? <laughs> All right, but uh, back in the day, for us to see a piece of peace lead, we either had to get binoculars Climb in a tree, look at somebody's, look through somebody's window as she was just, hopefully she changing in front of the damn window. That would be a hope. We had to go to the section of the adult video store that was blocked off by a black sheet and walk on a sticky floor. (laughs) Shit. We had to get a girl with our mouthpiece. We had to get a girl to show us hers. So that was a thing. Most of the time, they didn't show it to you on the first time. You had to go through three or four times meeting the girl. You had to find your father's nasty collection of, of, of magazines. 
You had to get the Sunday J.C. Penney's ad with the women with the pointy bras. You had to hope your neighbor left their Victoria's Secretion catalog outside. You had to go to a dirty magazine store, pull up in the back, walk through the back, go through in there, get your fetish out. You had to get your fetish. All right. Oh, plumpers. Plumpers. Big titties with veins. That's what I like. Give, give me that magazine. You had to go up to the go up to the person. It was a person looking at your shit. Oh, I see what you like, you nasty son of a... Back in the day, you couldn't even hide your fetish. You couldn't even hide your fetish. Whatever you liked, you had to show another person. All right, midgets. Midget magazine. I like this magazine. Midgets. <laughs> you know what I mean? You had to go to the people show. You had to show your fetish. You couldn't hide your fetish behind the internet. All right, jerk off real quick. You had to get up, go to the store. All right. Wear a hat, put your hoodie on, walk through the nasty magazine section, go to the peep show, go to the uh go to the theater where they showing something. <laughs> you like barely legal. I like little girls. But age of consent, they're all 18. But they look younger. Barely legal. <laughs> they're like, oh, okay. You like teenage-looking girls. You nasty. T- Let me call the police on your ass. Call the police on you. Black women. Ebony. All right, dark, black-skinned women with big areolas. I like darkies. <laughs> All right? You know what I mean? Like, you had to show your fetish. You had to show your fetish. You couldn't just hide your fetish back in the day. Y'all nasty ninjas is all over the place. Cashier like, hey, man, I once worked at a Tower Records back in the day and a Blockbuster, but this was the back of the day. But we used to rent out pornography over there. We used to rent pornography. This was like, I think I was like, yeah, I was, I was young. But um, they used to rent pornography. And uh, we had a regular video section and they, regular videos, and they would have pornography over there. They had a whole section. And um, back in the day, it was like boomeranal, boomeranal. All right, that was a movie I remember it to this day. I don't don't ask me how, but they would make movies based on other movies. And Boomerang came out. Then they had Boomerano. So, what would happen is people would come and dudes would come with a stack of prawn on a Friday night, Friday night, and stacks of prawn. I'm like this ninja about to go ham all weekend. You had to go and reveal your fetish and you had, and I had to act normal. All right. I'm like, okay, he written out. All right. He got Mrs. Doubtfire. Boop. Boomerang. Boop. Oh, Boomerano. Boop. As Chris Rock said, Janet Jack me. Boop. <laughs> Looks like you're going to have fun this weekend. <laughs> right. I'm like, what's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? Incels had to come outside. Incels had to come outside. I'm like, you're going to have this. <laughs> I know what you're doing this weekend. And then they try to return them bastards. I'll be like, get the gloves out. <laughs> they used to return it. And they were like, uh, can you get, the, get, get all the video returns out of the bin? All right, I'll go ahead. You reach in there. you like, this one all sticky. What the hell? Oh, my God. We didn't have hand sanitizers back in the day. We didn't have hand sanitizer to wash our hands, get in the, in the rental bin, Getting all the returns, checking them back in and shit. Mm. 
Ninjas come in. He had this shit for two weeks. Beep. Oh, you had this shit for two weeks? Two week late fee on your ass. You might as well have bought this shit. <laughs> Ninja put on the gloves like, oh, man, in the video rental bin. Man, y'all don't know the struggle. You young people don't know the struggle of us old Gen Xers. We had it bad. We had it bad. Anyway, enough about this. This is a disaster. <laughs> he said, young girls in tight jeans. You had to be outside, y'all. You could not hide y'all fetishes back in the day. There was no incels. You had to go outside. <laughs> All right, man. We had that powder soap, too. You like, like you go to the bathroom and wash your hands, and you press, and that powder soap came out? You probably got cancer from that. That powder soap? Who remembers powder soap? Press 1 in the chat if you remember powder soap. You'd be like, let me go to the company restroom, and powder soap will come out. You be washing it with that granule ass soap. You like, damn, with cold water. Anyway, we all survived. I remember there was a video. Look, there was a video called, um, what was it called? Like, it was like a Brazilian prawn. And it was like, um, what was it called? Like booty, booty, like booty master or something like that. I remember that video. It was like booty, booty master or booty something. <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> I remember people check that one out all the time. Boop. I was like, let me see what this Brazilian booty master or something. I was like, <laughs> hey, BBLs have been a thing for a long time. I remembered it was like Brazilian booty or something. I was like, boy, let me see this movie. Let me see this movie, man. That's why we so tough and resilient and we think you Gen, Z- Gen Zers are uh, weak. We've been through some trauma. Onion booty. Yeah, onion booty. <laughs> Brazilian onion booty. It was a mess out here, bro. <laughs> it was like the Brazilian booty hunter. It was a mess out here, bro. We was we had it bad. All right, shout out to Delta Fox says going to Puerto Rico Saturday for two weeks. I know what you're gonna be doing. He says flying first class, and I'm staying at a resort with a private island water park and marina. No gorditas or chicas set up, but we'll be with my family for the holidays. Maybe you can sneak out. Maybe you can sneak out and get you a. Senorita. All right. Um, and it says, uh, shout out to you and enjoy your trip. Steven Russell. He says, damn, so much wisdom from such a young man. Shout out to you, brother. And thank you for that. That's a co-sponsorship. Appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you. I'm a very observant guy. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think I got, let me see if I can see what's going on over here. Then I think we're ready for the last two segments. It's holiday season. Make sure you get your shopping in if you're shopping for someone. Because holiday's going to be here, around here real quick. And we got Kaylin says, Coach, what do you think of pregnancy sex being a fetish? It's a fetish. It is a fetish. Uh, but pregnancy sex is not abnormal. In fact, you will find that, you know, if you have a spouse or a girlfriend that is pregnant, you'll have sex with her. So um, it's one. it's like one of those things that, People think are disgusting and weird, but if you have a if you're married, you're gonna have sex with your pregnant wife. I mean, just because she's pregnant doesn't mean she can't have sex. In fact, um, this might be too, too much information, uh, but so I'll say it's a friend, a friend I know, whose wife was pregnant, actually delivered, and the previous night her but the previous night going in, they had sex. 
All right, so she, you're capable. She's capable of intercourse. In fact, sometimes late in late-term pregnancy, sex can induce labor. Sex can actually induce labor, like full moon sex. Sometimes that induces the labor and gets them into it. So it's, it's, um, it's one of those things that people think are weird until you're married, and then it's fair game. But a lot of people believe that if you're not married and a woman is pregnant, you're like, oh, good, I can't get her pregnant. <laughs> and so you'll go for it, and then you'll think, it's, you'll think it's a thing. But it's a fetish, yeah. But it's somewhat, it's natural. It's natural. Uh, it's very natural. So anyway, um, you know, these are some things that happen as you mature. Full moon, yes, full moons can induce labor. Uh, it is known to induce labor because of the gravitational pull and, and shit like this. So you will find that a lot of women go into labor when there's a full moon. All right. And I know people think I'm weird, but it's true. Uh, let me see here. And, uh, and it's not, it's not, what do they call it? It's not, uh, let's see here, pregnancy. Let's see if it's it, tall tale. It's a tall tale. And they said this, this is a tale. It's not, it's an old wives' tale. But I'm going to tell you, just without giving up too much information, a friend of mine, his wife delivered, and it was a full moon. <laughs> okay. So they call it urban legend, tall tales, uh, but people believe that it's true. Uh, so watch out for it. Watch out for it. And the BBC, yeah, you can poke around there and do some labor. All right, anyway. So if you have another man's wife and she's at the ninth going into the completion of the term, the third trimester, you could, you could induce some pregnancy. I mean, you could do some labor. All right. Uh, but it can be tall tale, urban legend and stuff like that. People have thought it to believe that it could trigger some labor uh, back in the day. And people still think about it. back, back when my children were born, people believe that. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. We're ready to go back into the show. Some of you fetish ninjas, some of you fetish ninjas out here rubbing it out to pregnant women. You need to check your mind. No, it is what it is. It's natural. It's natural. Certain things are more natural than we give them credit for. Oh, by the way, uh, sex in America is taboo. Uh, what you will find is, what you will find is in America, we view sex in a way that not a lot of people view it. And it's weird. Uh, we are a Puritan society. We are a Puritan society for a long time. Re up until probably the 1980s, we were very Puritan-based view of relationships and sex. If you go to another country, you will find that these things don't exist. Some of these taboo relationships are often explored it doesn't mean it's better but some of these taboo relationships are they're removed in other countries but we view things in a very um very taboo way so that everything is weird even even to the point where people have sex we discuss it which is crazy <gasps> i can't believe it she's a whore she lied on her back and let him like it's weird you're like i can't believe it they were doing it Older people will be married, and then there'll be a sex scandal. <gasps> they were doing it like that's how that's how weird we are with 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 sex in America. I can't believe they were actually doing it on the desk. 
like in another culture, in another country, it's like a handshake. You know what I mean? You're like, all right, here we go. We're going to do it. And then everybody marches on and life goes on unless there's consequences. And they weren't even married and they did it. Oh, they had a they had a girlfriend and he did another girl. Like these things are weird. Like it's like completely <laughs> We live in a we live in a uh society that is very prudish and very puritan. It's like, bruh, people have fornicated for a long time. People have premarital sex for a long time. People have sex. He had sex and he was 20 years older than that. Oh my God. <laughs> like, people have been doing that for a long time, fam. You know, we it's kind of the church. It's kind of these things. People, people bone. People have sex. And and it's not in the context of love. Not in the context of love or or um uh marriage. In fact, if you go to Asia, Asia has Asia overwhelmingly, the Asian history of Asia, they have been without the context of religion, especially Western religion, like Christianity and shit. They have lived like that for thousands of years. They've had some non-intimate sex for thousands of years. <laughs> like, right? Non-loving, non, non-intimate, non-kissing ass sex. Lay on top of her ass sex. <laughs> like, not no rounds, not no prolonged 15-minute sessions, 20-minute, 30 minutes. It was just like, all right, here we go. All right, here we go right here. Bust nut. All right, everybody start picking rice again. We complicate all of this shit, and it's not out of love, and it was an affair, and they did it, and they were 14, and they were, bruh, she be doing shit all the time. That's how we got here. We really, we really, nobody kissed, nobody was in love, nobody made out, nobody made a pact, nobody had a wedding, nobody. It's a little complicated. It's weird. I think we weird it out more than we do, but I understand. Teenager having sex. <gasps> most people, most teenagers was having sex. <laughs> like, mm. most. If not all. It's a hard thing to discuss because we make teenagers kids. Um, but teenagers are not kids. They're not kids. They're not children. Most of them were off on their own. Most of them didn't sit in education and desks. That's a new concept. Most of them were out walking the field, dropped out in the third grade, fourth grade. Some of them were having families. Some of them were married. <laughs> it's like we, we got these kids now, 21, 22. They're a kid in college. No, man, teenagers was doing shit. They're adolescents. They're, they're young adults. But just recently we've had these things and we, Yep, no foreplay, no nothing. No foreplay, no nothing. So, you know, it's kind of a weird thing. Yep, they, they had jobs. Teenagers had jobs. Like, they had jobs at 8 and 10 and 12. Not saying this is right, but this is what we've done for thousands of years. 12. They went to war at 15, 14. War. War. Not 18. 14. <laughs> right? War. They went out there, they were producing. Now, they're just dumb, stupid adults, mostly, but that's what they are. <laughs> so, anyway. 
They were producers, income producers. They were agrarian. They they produce agrarian. They produce. They were labor. Uh, then we came up with child labor laws. All right, but anyway. So it's kind of weird when we, you know, the way we look at it today. Seventeen year olds having, se- yeah, bro. Seventeen, yeah, bro. It's, it's quite normal in the history of the world. That is quite normal, but it is what it is. All right, and, and then there's cultures that still have that. Go down to Mexico, shit. He said they was chain smoking for real. There's pictures of that of kids chain smoking, working jobs. All right. Anyway, it's one of those things here. We've just changed. It's just culture now. It is what it is. All right. Anyway, what are we doing here? Let's get back to the show. Enough of this. This is a this show is off the rails. Where are we at? The three hour mark. Okay, I'll speed through it. It's marriage too risky. All right, it's marriage too risky. This woman's going to say marriage. Oh, oh, this is a woman? Oh, wow. This woman's going to say marriage. She's acknowledging that marriage might be risky to men. Oh, man, this is a new one. Okay, here we go right here. There it is. It's mostly men saying how they're having to rebuild their life because they had to give so much in this, like, divorce that they didn't see coming yep. for one reason or another. Now, that happens so often that it like has created the like turn off of people wanting to be married because they're like if i'm gonna be risk like this level of risk is too much for me i have a client and he now just started a new hedge fund but when he got divorced he gave his wife all the money and the house and he Mm. slept in his car for six months and he's just like the reason was because i don't want my kid to suffer ever right Ever. I don't want her to see me argue. And I saw the direction it was going with the wives attorney and all that. And like, I was just like, you got it, bro, and left. Because I know somebody too that um, they was married for a decade. And uh, when they got they got divorced because he found out she was cheating on him. So he wanted to, well, she wanted a divorce to get with a new guy. Uh-huh. And then so he lost the house. She got full custody of the kids. And he had to pay child support. Yeah. And he, he started, and he had the, he told me he, like he had a savings, and his savings got completely wiped out for lawyer fees yep. and giving her money. So he's like, I'm left assed out with nothing. He said, I don't even got no furniture, like yep. nothing. So I'm like, that's a reason, kind of what you just brought up, where a lot of men these days, they're kind of like, the risk of marriage is just too high. Because if it go, if, if she gets her emotions, or if I don't want to be with her no more, I'm going to lose everything I got. I understand why a lot of dudes think that way. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I literally listened to both sides of the story where I watched. Damn. Sorry for the headphones guy right there. Um, It is required at this point uh, to listen to both sides of the story. And I, I, I appreciate this woman for acknowledging the risk because this risk is oftentimes minimized. Oh, well, don't worry about that. As long as you do the right thing, uh, it won't happen to you. As long as you pour into her, as long as you pay all the bills, as long as you do chores, you don't have to worry about it. If you do the right thing, but but if you... If you if you end up in divorce, then your life gets ruined and then they'll blame you. Well, you weren't doing the right thing and you didn't pour into her and she didn't feel safe and secure. And you pushed her, pushed her into his arms and it was your fault. Right. So it is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. And some women be like, just get married and trust and love and believe and take the risk. Take the leap. I would never do that. And these people are thinking rationally and pragmatically, which is fair because the man life is mostly destroyed and the women long term their life are destroyed so are the kids but people don't acknowledge this um the fact that a lot of men go homeless i went homeless as a as a as a means to transition from from married to separated 
to divorce. I had to live in my car. I had to live in my car. I had to give up almost everything that I built, although it wasn't a great build. All right, admittedly, we did not have houses and wealth and shit. We were still young, relatively. So, but I had to give up all of that that I worked for for almost a nine, 10 year marriage. That was a 10 year gone down the drain. And I had to leave all that. But in order to do that, I had to give up everything. I only took a few things and then I moved into a car. So this type of risk is what men have to do to leave their marriages. Inherently, this risk is minimalized. Well, what's the, 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 the reward is greater than the risk. That's what men are sold. And if we tell men that potential risk or the horror stories, well, we're bitter and hurt. Just do it. Don't listen to those guys. Marriage, it'll work out. But we already acknowledge that marriage is a business contract, right? It's the merging of two corporations, you and her, and then you and her. So this is what we're talking about. And I'm glad that there's women out here that will acknowledge it instead of saying, hey, don't look at these risks. You don't have to, you shouldn't have to worry about these risks if you do the right thing. Most every man and woman, they have to start over. But really, it's the men that have the most to lose, right? You have the most to lose. She has the most to lose in a different context, like her body, her time, birthing kids, and this, right? And then long term, she's going to really take an L. Um, but, but that it's the men that actually have to start over and then ultimately probably be disenfranchised and lose out economically. But you very rarely hear women actually think it through. But I'm glad I also see young men thinking it through. You should think about the consequences. You should absolutely do not ever think that you're wrong for acknowledging that there's this significant risk. There has to be acknowledgement. With that being said, let's go to the next video. And this is, where's the marriage counselor? This is a marriage counselor, family, the rapist. I'm sorry, therapist. This woman's going to talk about mostly couples counseling is bullshit. Now, this is a counselor. Now, I don't believe all counselors, but I do want to acknowledge the fact that this woman is going to say something that I've been preaching. Of course, I'm bitter and hurt. That I've been saying she's going to acknowledge that men are in a no win situation in marriages. OK, this is a female, the rapist, I'm female counselor. Let's go ahead and let her preach real quick. This idea in couples counseling that's complete bullshit and isn't true, that if you work on the emotional component, then the sex will come. The sex doesn't come. Everybody learns to say their I feel statements and they're still feeling nothing in the bedroom at all. So it's complete bullshit. So I'm going to take this little nugget <laughs> you just said there. I'm going to put this on TikTok <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to get a lot man, of angry. Bro. You're going to get a lot of angry women because I hear all the time. You know why women don't have sex? Because the men do not connect with them emotionally. Yes, yes, I know. And they don't do housework and all of these things. Meanwhile, they do housework. At least the men that I see do so much fucking housework. We have these we have these interactions sometimes in couples counseling that are out of like it's like could be an SNL skit. She's like, he didn't do anything around the house. And I'm like, oh, my God. So why don't you do something around the house? He's like, well, I do breakfast. I'm like, see, he does breakfast. And then he's like, ah, I also do lunch. I also cook dinner. Actually, I cook all of the meals. I also do the grocery shop. I was like, the fuck does she do? There's this idea in couples counseling. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Now, this is the trap, again, where that guy, Yada Awakening, where I review Yada Awakening and um, your boy, Anton Daniels. This is what we're talking about 
and where I tell you, do not get to her emotional playground. Do not participate in chore play. And in fact, you will find that the more you do, the more she'll say you're not helping. I've had these videos. I think Pearl went viral and Abba and Preach did a dissection where it was about, well, the men don't help. But I'm going to tell you, as a person that has been formerly married, this is a myth. This is bullshit. This is her complaining. It's just more nagging. The, the more you do, the worse it gets. Because she'll make a pro She's basically moving the goalposts as to why not to perform. And he don't help and he don't help. And then you'll help and then she'll find another damn reason. Why did I give you no marital pussy? I'm telling you, it is not true. Even this person's acknowledging it. Once you start participating in this, he needs to help around the house. You're just going to get her to move the goalposts. You're just going to create a new standard. And then you'll realize you just, you're just filling an empty hole. Filling an empty hole. You're just filling an empty hole. And then she'll find another thing to complain about and to find another reason as to why not to perform. What you have is a lazy woman. What you have is a lazy woman, and she doesn't like you anymore. She's trying to get a reason as to why to not like you. I'm just telling you, the marriage is already over when she starts keeping score. And I'm hearing a lot of women use this argument. Then I just tell you, leave the marriage. Just divorce them because you're not going to fix this problem. There ain't going to be enough chores that this ninja does that's going to make you wet for him again. You just don't like the man anymore and you wish the relationship to be over and you're hoping that you find the evidence to give you a reason to leave. You don't like him anymore. All you're doing is using him for his safety, security, and his protection. You're letting him build his income enough, up enough so you can divorce him. You're waiting for him to buy a house. You're waiting for him to do something so you can pull the trigger. You're waiting for him to pay off your loans. You're waiting for him to pay off your titties and your mommy makeover so you can bounce. That's what's happening. And a lot of people aren't acknowledging this, but I know this to be a fact. This is what I warn you of. And this is what this woman's warning you. She's full of bullshit. Now, if you feel this way and you're a woman, leave your marriage. Walk out the door right now. I bet you you won't. So shut your bitch ass up and keep the shit going. Get your pussy wet for your husband and suck his dick. How about you do that? How about you do that? Stop using sex as a leverage, but you won't do it. You won't do it. You're finding a way to not do it because you don't want to do it. Okay? <laughs> you don't want to do it. All right, I'm tired of this. This is a bullshit conversation that people are like, yeah, if you help around the house. Oh, another one. Another one. If he gets emotionally, he needs to invest in us emotionally. You're basically making the ninja pay 100% of the resources, and then because he's missing emotionally, he failing. What do you want him to do? How the hell is he supposed to do the mental, emotional, and the physical when before it was just the financial? I need a man to be financial. You marry him. But now he's missing on the emotional and physical. The ninja can't win. He literally can't win. You, can't you know win. what it is? Is you don't like him no more. That's what it is. You don't like him. You don't want to fuck him no more. Just say that. <laughs> <laughs> Just say that. You want to return to the streets and be a whore. Go for it. But I bet you you won't do it because you in year four, five, six of your marriage and you ain't going to get nothing out of it. You already calculated what you're going to get and you find out you ain't going to get no spousal support. You find out your child support going to be $200 a month. Guess what? I got to wait another five years. Now I got to wait another five years so I can build up that 
that that pop and make it worth it for the divorce. <laughs> this is all bullshit. And we need more men calling this out. All right, come on, man. Here we go right here. It's complete bullshit and isn't true that if you work on the emotional component, then the sex will come. The sex doesn't come. Everybody learns to say their I feel statements and they're still feeling nothing in the bedroom at all. Nothing. That, guys, if she stops performing in the bedroom, it ain't coming back. It's not coming back. Don't. I'm going to just tell you this right now. Nobody's going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you. It ain't coming back. Once that fire gets put out, it's not coming back. If it does come back, you're talking about five, ten years down the line. But them five or ten years are going to be pure hell. It's going to be hell. Complaining, nagging, mental health breakdowns, cheating, affairs on everybody's end. It's going to be disastrous. And then he needs to hold me more. All right. He needs to hold me more and be there emotionally more and be there emotionally for the kids more. But I got to pay these bills. Then I pay the bills, and now I'm also missing over here, too. Now I'm not here mentally now. Now I'm not hearing you out. And, of course, there's situations where this is true, but these are realistic, unrealistic expectations. I feel this, and if I hold you more of that, and if I care for you and pay more attention, this is all prostitution at this point. I might as well go get a hooker. I'm going to get a better result. This is crazy. This is moving the goalposts. If you need all this, baby, we don't need to be married, please. And she said it right here. This is all bullshit. This is all bullshit. Not many the rapists are going to tell you that because she need to make money. So it's complete bullshit. So I'm going to take this little nugget you just <laughs> said there. I'm going to put this on TikTok. <laughs> and you're going to get a lot of angry. You're going to get a lot of angry women because I hear all the time. You know why women don't have sex? Because the men do not connect with them emotionally. Yes, yes, I know. And they don't do housework and all of these things. Meanwhile, they do housework. At least the men that I see do so much fucking housework. We have these we have these interactions sometimes with couples counseling that are out of like it's like could be an SNL skit. She's like, he doesn't do anything around the house. And I'm like, oh, my God. So why don't you do something around the house? He's like, well, I do breakfast. I'm like, see, he does breakfast. And then he's like, ah, I also do lunch. I also cook dinner. Actually, I cook all of the meals. I also do the grocery shop. I'm like, the fuck does she do? There's this idea. All right. Shout out to her for doing that. And I appreciate that. We have Brooklyn fan who did not donate, but he says, dude, stop making it about women only. There are men who don't touch their wives and the wives are pretty and not overweight. Number one, you're not here for a balance show. I'm going to speak from the perspective of the men. If you want a balance show, go see Hafiz's show. I'm admittedly telling you this show is biased because over here we can tell it we're over there. We already hear this bullshit. That's number one. Everybody didn't heard that it's the men's fault. Do we need me to chime in? Because if I do, I'm going to get more women. And now all you're going to hear is more. It's the man's fault. So that's number one. I have to speak from the male perspective. If you want some other shit, Go see Oprah and go see all of the New York, the, the mass media. They got time to deal with it, number one. Number two, number two, this is why you got to pay me to debate. And this is the last time I will acknowledge you because I'm about to boot your ass. But thank you for being here. Number two, you must be new. Number two, most men who do not touch their wives often have been rejected so much by that wife 
that he does not try anymore. You've never experienced this. This happens. He's faced years of rejection. Then all of a sudden she wants to drink two glasses of wine and snort coca and fuck her husband and he don't want to touch her no more. He's already jerked off because she keeps declining that ninja and making them do chores. And he already said, fuck it. She's already a menace, a nagging. Why he going to try? I don't care if she's in shape or not. He's been rejected by her. And a lot of women would say, well, my husband rejects me. You already done rejected him for two, three, four, five, ten years. Not only that, you belittled him, emasculated him. Why does he want to fuck his wife now? He don't see her as a sex object no more. She's emasculated him. He ain't going to fuck somebody like that. But take your ass somewhere else. We're not going to cover that part. You got plenty of people that are going to cover that and blame the guy. If she uses sex as a reward and lies there and says, finish up, hurry up. I don't want to deny I got a headache. He hears that year in and year out. And then when he fucks her, she just lays there, turning her head to the side, looking out the window. She uses it as a reward or duty. Why does he want to fuck her now? He turned off by her. You guys are crazy. Stop blaming men. This show is not blaming men. Now, I'll find a way to blame men when they need to blame. But we're not going to do shows where we're just going to blame men. That's why people are here listening to me because I'm one of the few people that will give men the benefit of the doubt. I'm one of the few people that will give men the benefit of the doubt instead of always putting this shit in their lap when these women ain't doing what they're supposed to be doing. So take your ass somewhere somewhere else if you want that shit. Because I find that shows that do that end up overwhelmingly with an audience of people that want me to keep blaming men. And these women will support me like crazy. Soon as I get into that, Then I'll get the women over here, tell them CGA, and they'll be hitting me with super chat after super chat. Then all of a sudden, it makes me swing the message back, and then there's one less person talking for men. Go see Matt Walsh if you want that shit. I'm going to just speak it from my side, and that's the way it's going to be. If you want a balanced show or you want the feminine perspective, it ain't going to be here. Unless these women start hitting me in the super chat like crazy, then we could talk and I could sell out to the nanny goat. But I'm tired of you people here. This is, this is ridiculous. As I start putting that heat on the women and start cooking with hot fish grease, it's always some one bitch-ass nigga that want to come in here with that bullshit. It ain't going to happen here. It ain't never going to happen until the women start out donating the men. Women, you want to hear that shit? Hit me in the pocketbook. Until then, and that bitch nigga didn't hit me with no money with that bullshit either. So go see Derek Jackson. Go see Yada Awakening. Go see anybody of these other niggas out here that want to spit that shit. It ain't going to happen over here. It ain't going to happen over here. Go see Destiny. Go see Matt Walsh. Go see Ben, uh, uh, ben Shapiro. Stop it. I know the other side of it. <laughs> go see Ace Metaphor. 
Go see some of these other men that will do this. It ain't happening over here. <laughs> That's why men do not initiate with their wives. How many times they got to get turned down? How many times they got to get demoralized? Why do you always want sex? Why are you always touching on me? How many times in a marriage over a 5, 10, 15, 20-year marriage, I don't care if she in shape or not, how many times does he have to face rejection? 60% of the time, he reaches for his wife. She got to reject him, and not only she reject him, she humiliates him. Not only that, she teases him. You think he still want to go touch her and see her as a sex object? She even... She even proclaimed that she doesn't want to be a sex object. But then she wants him to reach for her sexually when she's ready. Oh, by the way, he's only supposed to be pleasured when she's ready. You tell me if that's a fair game. So his pleasure is predicated on her availability. That's fair. That's foul as hell. So his nuts don't get empty. His his whistle don't get wet until she wants it. Um, t- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're not going to play that game. That ain't never going to happen to me. I tried it. No, thank you. Ever ain't going to happen. When I want pleasure, I'll go get pleasure. I'm not going to beg and plead to the symphony so she can say, now, nope, 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 nope. Stay with your blue balls. It ain't going to happen. Okay, I'll give you some, but I won't try. It ain't going to happen. That's emasculation. And then all of a sudden, when she's ready and horny, I'm supposed to be ready to get, all right, here we go, reporting for duty. She's ready. What are you doing out here? Mm. Now, is that enough for you? Did I respond to you? Is that enough for you to understand? That's going to be the position that I have in regards to your statement in question. That's the position. If you thought I was just going to blame guys, you lost. It ain't going to happen. This is a sick, twisted game that wives and women are playing. If they don't want to see it from my position, keep going and good luck with your marriages because you ain't going to get them to do what you want them to do if that's how you're doing it. And ladies, you're full within your right to not give them any sex. You don't owe them anything, but good luck in your marriage. You're going to see that shit crumble and fall apart. You're going to see your man not willing to do nothing for you. Hey, have at it if that's how you want to live out your miserable existence. But it ain't going to happen. You ain't going to get what you want ultimately by holding your fat punani hostage away from your fat ass husband. Good luck. You're going to be divorced. You're going to have a miserable marriage. And that's what we have. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. He said, stop responding to these Mitches. No, Mitches, guys, you know how many Mitches are watching my show? Because they want to say this, but they know they're going to get flamed out here. They know they're going to get flamed. A lot of Mitches are Mitch watching me right now, wishing they can say something to me, but I'm going to knock that shit right back over the fence if you come over here with that bullshit. And I only have to say it once. But there's a lot of Mitch-ass ninjas, and there's a lot of women silent as hell, but you see they don't disrupt my show that often because whatever they thinking, I'm going to knock that shit over the fence too like Babe Ruth. 
<laughs> it's a lot of people who disagree with me watching in silence, but they can't mess with me because I don't let they ass. I don't let they ass come on my show with they bullshit. <laughs> you can try me, but I ain't the one. I'm one of the only YouTubers that don't be out here trying to get famous, jumping on people's podcasts for free. You got to pay CGA. My shit is lock, stock, and barrel. This 100% factual, actual, factual. I don't got to jump on nobody else's platform to spread this shit. You're going to watch in silence, and you're going to take notes, and you're going to be disagreeing over there shouting, but I ain't going to let your bitch ass come over here and hop on my Zoom to try to challenge me because you can't. So watching quiet and get these lessons and be over there steaming and stewing. That's what you're going to get from CGA. I'm not an attention glory hound to be hopping on people's podcasts to spread this information for free. You're going to be over on my platform 100% of the time getting this work, and I'm going to go step off after I'm, after I'm done. I'm a free agent over here. <laughs> you pay CGA. I'm not in this for fun. I'm in this for funds. I'm not here for attention. I'm not here for subscribers. Ninja, I'm here to broadcast this 100% truth and bounce and mob off and go live my life. <laughs> All right, but a lot of Glory Hound podcasters trying to build a audience and trying to spread their wings, but they ain't never going to be CGA at the end of the day. All right. Anyway, you had to learn. You must learn. You must learn. Speaking of risky business, check this out. Check this out. Croy, whatever the hell his last name, Beerman's explosive fight with Kim Zoleski. I don't even know what their, her name is. Caught on body cam. This is what happens. Guys, these people, this guy right here. This guy right here married this woman. He's younger than her. Then I think he had children or adopted her children. She's a gold digger, obviously, but it is what it is. He thought he had a marriage. He divorced. One of them filed for divorce. He tried to get rid of her, but she wasn't going to get what she needed from the divorce. So she came crawling back to him. He took her back. Now watch this. This is why I tell you I'm vital to men. Because this man needs to be listening to me. Now watch this blue pill raging ass simp. This is what happens to the Matt Walshers of the world when they realize their life is crumbling all behind a woman. This man could have been successful without this gold digging tramp. But guess what? His life is being ruined because he believed in love after love. Okay? <laughs> all right. Look at this goofball. Watch this right quick. Play the video. Come, come talk to me. What's going on? It's just a bunch of nonsense. All right, come talk to me. Ma'am, stay right there. What, what's going on tonight? We're just having an argument. About what? About our fucking life. Okay, what What happened? What, why, right, it's why our life. Happened? It's destroyed. But, look. Okay, what started the argument? Look, look. Look at the blue pill rage. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. See, this is what happens when you try to convince. This is what destiny looking like right now. Look at my life. It's destroyed. Bruh. Hey, man, see, with men, you either win or get your life destroyed. 
that's the risk in today's relationships. You get you win or you get your life destroyed. When you get your life destroyed and you see that shit crumbing apart and falling apart, nobody. What did my car? Yeah. What the piece of my car? I can't stand it, though. I can't stand it. Yep. And, th- and this is why I tell you, blue pill men are the most dangerous. And you don't have to worry about red pill, guys. I know the FBI and the House, the Department of uh, Homeland Security want you to worry about red pill guys. It's the blue pill guys. Because now look at him. Our inability to fucking solve problems. Okay. Or address or do anything. Come over here. Why? Because I want to talk to you away from her. I don't want her to start screaming at you and, and have a whole and so argument. It's, it's nothing but an act. It's all a bunch of bullshit. What? What is? Everything she does. Okay, what does she do tonight? Everything. Everything, dude. I, I can't, I'm not going to do this. Because this right here does nothing but fuel her bullshit. I'm not doing this. Come in. Come, come talk to me. What's going on? It's just a bunch of nonsense. All right, come talk to me. Ma'am, stay right there. <laughs> Look, this guy got a mansion, Range Rovers, golf carts, ATVs. And this ninja out here, ring is he he out here fucked up, and you know why? He ain't got nobody that can help him. This is called blue pill rage. This is what happens to men who believe in love after love, and then guess what? Boom! And now he's trying to talk to someone, but he got nobody to talk to. No marriage counselors has helped. No therapist has helped. He tried to get divorced. That didn't help. He took her back. That didn't help. Now the ninja stuck. He called the police. That didn't help. Ninja, nobody gonna help you. This is the problem with the marriage, the modern marriage. You either win or get this. There is no in between. <laughs> and he got nobody to help him, bro. What, what's going on tonight? We're just having an argument. About what? About our fucking life. Okay, what what happened? What, why, right, it's why our life. Happened? It's destroyed. But, okay, what started the argument? Our inability to fucking solve problems. Okay, or address or do anything. Come over here. Why? Because I want to talk to you away from her. I don't want her to start screaming at you and, and have a whole it's, argument. It's nothing but an act. He said it's nothing but an act. Welcome, bruh. I'm telling you, man. This is how dudes got to find out. This is how you got to find out. Boom. Got to get hit on the head. Now it's nothing but an act. Ask Destiny. So no, it was, he, he figured out that the last years of his life, the last few years, was an act. She was acting. She didn't love you. I mean, a lot of guys find this out. She set up under you. She, she milked the divorce clock. She cut off the sex picket. Now she's just playing a game with you. And she's playing a game, living up under your house and getting what she wants, right? She's playing a game. Hmm? And the cop's like, come on, man, don't, don't ignite her. Don't, 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 don't get her out here yelling. They're still trying to protect her. All right, here we go. We got some more. This is narcissistic behavior. I'm not doing this. I'm just trying to figure out what the There's nothing about. to do. You shouldn't even be here. He gone. Who there called was... you? <laughs> Your kids. Who, oh. What kid? You have kids? I don't know. Whoever's in the house. Yeah, so he's what, been outside what, this whole time. What, what, what? All right, and so now this is getting worse for him. Um, I, I think they do have kids, but there were some teenage daughters that she brought in. This is where we tell you step dummy ass ninjas. If in fact your kids start calling the police, they started calling CPS. It's a wrap. 
it's a wrap. Even if, even if he did everything right. Now, this guy got to be outside the house. He, he trying to clean the tire, his rims off his Range Rover. He can't even be in his house. So now the kids have gotten to the situation where, oh, he yelling and screaming. He emotionally abusive. So he didn't mean gaslit, ignite. All right, now he losing his mind and going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And boom, now the kids are going, yeah, mom, I saw him. He was yelling and screaming. Mm. Bruh. You big dummy. Now, for the people who, for the people who have all the solutions, tell me what's he supposed to do now. Hold her, cuddle her, apologize, go to therapy, marriage counseling, um, uh, buy her a gift, uh, uh, hit meet her emotional needs, do more chores. What's your solution now? See, the, the, the reality is, then this is why I'm here. There's no solution. Nobody got a solution for him. I'm one of the only people that got a solution. Free agent lifestyle. You're going to have to repair your life, lose almost everything you work for or half of it, probably almost all of it, give that shit away from her. It'll be the best money you ever paid. Walk off. Fuck them kids. Walk off. There's, there's no winning here, man. It's already done. <laughs> it's done. There's no coming back. This is the moment of truth and a point in overturn. And this is what dudes did. Yeah, we're supposed to clean the dishes right here. All right, clean the dishes. That'll help. It's over. Oh, by the way, it's been over. You about to lose. You about to lose. And she about to gain. She about to live in that house. And that's why he going crazy. Yeah, spin plates. Perhaps learn some game. Spin some plates. That's your solution. Go get more hoes. Go get another woman. These, these are solutions that they offer men. And this ain't going to work. I'm one of the only solutions that gives you a little bit more comfort. And co- detach your ego. Take your L. Keep it moving. Because that's all you're going to get out of here is an L. You're not getting no dub here. That house gone bye-bye. That house is gone bye-bye. <laughs> what was the argument about? Our life! What the, our life! Okay, and it's so fucking why, destroyed! Why, why is it getting so heated? Because our life is destroyed! Correction, your life is destroyed. Yep, he's boxed in. Your life is destroyed. And uh, let me me look up something real quick. (laughs) Of course, there's no helping him. And and of course, he's going to get the blame like that guy tried to blame. Well, well, maybe if, and why don't you tell when? Let me see. Uh, Let me see. What's his name? What is his name? Coy? Get up. And, and maybe if he initiated more, and maybe if he touched her, yeah. They want, men, they want him to take that L, and he going to. Let me see here. He going to. Let's see how long they were married. Uh, they've been married for 13 years. 13 years. Going on 13. Bye-bye. All that's gone. Kiss goodbye. Your life is, yes, destroyed. She going to burn all that shit down. Of course, he didn't emotionally. Uh, it's it's going by your fault. So, oh, by the way, you're going to lose all that, and it's your fault. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. And by the way, guy, you sound bitter and hurt. Croy, you sound bitter and hurt. You have unresolved trauma. You hate women. You hate women. And you have mental health issues. 
Oh, and, and it's your fault. Oh, oh, by the way, you owe her. She's entitled to. You see what I mean? <laughs> you see what I mean? How does it work? This is what it looks like. What don't you understand? There's no money. There's no house. She wants, we're, we're getting divorced one day and we're not the next. Okay. She's fucking other men. What do you want? Just calm down. Calm down, but I don't have a fucking life. Damn, you're an angry man, too. You're angry. You bitter. <laughs> you bit, and you wasn't hitting it right. And you wasn't hitting it right. Oh, by the way, you pushed them into those other men's arms. Just pay the money. It's just money. I don't have somebody who won't fucking listen to me. Calm down. Oh, calm down. <laughs> he said calm down. He pissed. This is narcissistic behavior. I'm not doing this. I'm just trying to figure out what the There's nothing to do. You shouldn't even be here. Who it called was, you? Your kids. But what kid? You have kids? I don't know. Whoever's in the house. Oh, you have little D energy too, for sure. He's what, been outside what, this whole time. What 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 was the argument about? Our life? What who hurt this guy? Who hurt him? Man, damn, who hurt you? Who hurt you, sir? Oh, by the way, this is evidence, and you're going to lose everything. <laughs> what you now have is evidence, and it has now have been uh, put on the internet. Yes, you are the abuser. You're verbally abusive. You're, you're going to go through, um, you're also going to go through some um, anger management classes as well. You're about to go through 365 days of anger management classes. Our life, okay, and it's so fucking why, destroyed. Why? Why is it getting so heated? Because our life is destroyed. What don't you understand? There's no money. There's no house. She wants. We're, we're getting divorced one day, and we're not the next. Okay. She's fucking other men. What do you want? Just calm down. Calm down, but I don't have a fucking life. And I don't have somebody who won't fucking listen to me. Calm down. Oh, calm down. <laughs> oh, man. I'm telling you, man. Woo. You need to go to therapy. Guys, this is what men get. I mean, I know. It looks like he's enraged. It looks like he's the perpetrator. He's the victim. He's tried just about everything to make this work. And uh, I don't know much more context of, the, of their relationship. But just trust me. Trust me. All men have been there in some sort form of way. He snapped. He snapped. He sees no way out. Guys, there is a way out. Number one, don't get in. All right, this is either you win or this is the result. Number two, once you go here, the reality is there's no love after love. You're in business and you're going to find out. <laughs> Somebody said, read the comments. All right, are they supporting him? She literally drove that man crazy and broke. Yep. Jezebel Spirit, uh, Spirit ruined that man's life. He's in shambles and she'll find another one. Facts. Another guy going to pick up the pieces. Wow, I've never seen them like this. It's marriage. That man is effed up or fed up. She destroyed him. Uh, this is called the Jezebel spirit. He is so hurt, and this is so sad to watch. And uh, nobody will care when he's living in his car. The wrong partner will have you stressed out. He used to be so calm. Yeah. I mean, a lot of us, we have to acknowledge the fact that we have been hurt. We've been traumatized. We've been victimized, and we've been blamed. And all along, when we go to the system... They hear none of this. They hear none of this. Oh, man. 
Oh, man. I heard him. It's all our fault. That's crazy. And he said the cop is antagonizing him. It's tough because really the cop knows, too. The police officer knows, too. He's like, calm down. Don't do this. Don't let her come outside. Your kids. And he doesn't want everything he says to him is enraging him more. What he has to understand is he signed up for this. Right? And there's there's no one helping him out of it. He's just getting blamed. <laughs> Not only that, like he's like, what do I do? I don't know what to do. One thing we don't let people know or allow to go forward, even people like that guy earlier to interrupt, we don't allow men a space to separate before the bullshit starts. What'll happen is, the bullshit will be starting. He'll look at divorce filings. He'll look at child support. They start hitting him with the numbers, and he hasn't healed yet. Then he's getting blamed, and then they're, you know, putting, saying he's a he's arrogant and a narcissist. Like, everything that she is, he's going to become. And then he's going to be like, what do I do? Then he'll go to his lawyer. His lawyer will do the same thing to him. Well, you know, we'll file this, and we'll do that. It'll take six months, 10 months, 15 months, two years. Your lawyer milking you. Your lawyer sending you bills. Your lawyer's asking you to snitch on yourself. Turn in all your financial documents. And he's like, what are we, what is going on? The police don't help you. You're, th- you're going, what are we doing? So not only are you not getting answers, you're not getting help even from the people you pay to help you, counselors, therapists, lawyers. They're not, they're not helping the situation. They're further making it worse. Well, you know, this is the law here. You're going to owe her eight years of alimony and 12 years of child support. You're like, what? And she's going to get the house and turn over your business docs. And you're like, (laughs) what do you mean turn my business docs in? Well, when you turn them in, we'll actually see how much you make. Then we'll give her that money. You're like, (laughs) so this is kind of what happens to God. Trust, Trust me. Trust me. Everybody's been there, but I'm here as the one person that can say I understand it. But a lot of people will not. They will refuse to understand it. Let's get to this woman here. Uh, Betrayed by feminism. Betrayed by feminism. This would be a great story. Woman in her 30s describes finally wanting kids and swearing off marriage. She says, I've been betrayed by feminism. You cannot make this shit up. Shout out to Kevin Samuels. When she turned 38, Atera began to take over. Now she, uh, she wants to warn women not to follow in her footsteps. This is a rarity. There's going to be an advertisement, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> all right. All right, I had it all queued up, and they want to give me an advert. Okay, here we go right here. Fox News Digital. Here we go. Play, play the video. Oh, hell. Okay, here we go. The video. For whatever reason, this article really resonated with people. But, you know, when I wrote it, I was truly terrified. Like, I wrote a lot of that. It gets me choked up now. Oh, no. I'm going. Wait, wait, wait. Where, where's my music at? I wrote a lot of that article. Like, truly scared. All right. Like, I really did think, like, wow, you've missed your opportunity. Like, you are going to be alone. You're not going to have a family. Like, it's, I was, 
really scared when I wrote that. <laughs> like, that's exactly how I felt. And, and when I got comments um, after that article was published, like I said, there was hundreds of guys emailing me, texting me, LinkedIn messaging me, commenting oh, on the post oh, saying, you're selfish. You missed out. Oh, Jesus. Um, you know, oh, you you all that. You, you've picked your career. I mean, calling me horrible things. So I, <laughs> I mean, it was awful. On my I sat in bed reading these comments and I was like, oh my God, you know, they're right. You know, and they're not totally right. Oh, <laughs> I don't think I'm a horrible, selfish person for mm. not wanting to have children in my twenties and, <laughs> and not wanting, you know, to have children with, for, during that marriage. Oh, oh. Um, but, but. Wait, whoa, whoa, You weren't wrong? That's, that's false. You were wrong because now here you are. Here you sit. You didn't want to have children. You had a first marriage. You divorced. Guys, they, they will set fire to their lives and then tell us to pour the, pour, pour, put, uh, they, they, they want to tell us to put it out and solve our problems that she created. The first 40 years are fine. The last 40 years are a little bit tough. And, oh, this also goes for women with children that divorced and want to get remarried. Um, it's not the marketplace for that anymore. It's, it's going to be tough for you. And men aren't going to just bend over backwards anymore. They know too much, and they have too many men like myself that can allow them to express how they really feel about women like this. It did scare me because what they were, a lot of what they were saying, they were like, you've been very selfish your whole life. And that's what I heard over and over again. And that's actually the next thing that I wrote that I think will be coming out soon is I got all these horrible comments from men telling me I had missed my chance and that Did she say this I, already? you know, had was a stupid feminist who was focused on myself, which I thought was interesting because like I said, I don't consider myself a feminist at all. Well, I, I've actually made this point about feminism. It is not the radical feminism that has affected our day-to-day -day lives, all right, although they have, have and they found ways to push propagandas and be paid by um, agencies and operatives to be able to push this time bond upon the people of America. Yeah, they've had an impact, but it has been the moderate feminists, people who try to play the middle, people who are trying to be balanced. These women that says, well, you know, feminism is not about equality for women. It's equality for all people which requires the people who want to be equal that are in that are above to come below, right? We have to be less than to equalize, not that they have to catch up. We have to tie one hand behind our back to make things equal. Thus then lose when we equal because they want more. All right. But I want a guy that makes more than me. Some tough situation. It's a catch 22, but it's been the moderate feminists that have tried to play the middle by cherry picking and getting the benefits of feminism, but then wanting men to have a duty to perform and provide that has been more detrimental to the dating marketplace and just about anything. It has been the women who were feminist and selfish as she was, then wants to come back at 38 and say, what happened? Where did all the men? Those go? are the ones it's the feminists at your job. These are the ones that have caused the most problem. Women like her. Well, it wasn't feminism. Yes, it certainly was. It was you cherry picking. All right. That's who the, that's who caused the problem for us in a day to day life. But that it did get me thinking. And I did write an article that I think will come out soon about 
about the downfall of living a selfish, me-focused life, you know? And it does, I mean, for me, it's definitely started to feel hollow and meaningless. And, you know, it's taken me to this point in my life to realize that that's not a life that's going to bring you happiness. I mean, and maybe it does for some people. I honestly have a hard time believing that. Uh, If I thought I would spend the rest of my life alone, if I didn't think that I would get married and have children, I would be devastated. Ah, Good luck. So buckle up, ma'am. Buckle up. You, you, you're about to be alone. You're about to be alone. Nobody, you're not getting no, there's not that many fools out here taking this bet. All right. That's a wrap. It's a wrap. All right. But she don't, she don't want to hear that shit. I don't know. And that's it is such a me focused culture right now. It really is. And I just think a lot of us are missing out, you know, and I certainly have felt like that the last um, year and a half. And, and I'm just, I thank God that I realized it in time. This is my advice for this woman. She better date a lot of black men. All right. I don't know if she wants, because if she wants a white man, it's definitely over. She need to go find some ninjas. Now she's going to get the best sex of her life. These black men going to give her the rod. They going to lay down. They going to lay that rod and that pipe down on this woman. They going to be like, and they going to be in heaven because she's still young for a lot of you thirsty ass scrap sexuals. All right. Ninjas going to give her the pipe of her life. They gonna be digging them guts out. She gonna have a lot of black men. She gonna have a, but she gonna have a steady line of them ninjas. Them ninjas gonna, because <laughs> she a black man's dream, old blonde and with big titties. She and pale too. Oh hell no. Them ninjas gonna tear her out. Wesley pipes. She gonna have a line full of ninjas. I love black men. They gonna lay that rod down. She ain't gonna get married though. She ain't get married. Marriage is off the table. Marriage is off the table. You're going to be floating through black black men like crazy. Like you at the uh, penitentiary. <laughs> like you at Angola Prison in Louisiana. That's how you're going to be going through it right there. All right, but you ain't getting married, though. It's going to be Train Yang City, Ninja, one after the next. Train Pound town, one in the pink, one in the stink. You're going to have a bunch of line full of black men lining up. Because I don't want to wake up at, you know, 60 by myself and go, well, I had a lot of fun, (laughs) you know, it's like, I want to wake up 60 next to the love of my life. That ain't happening. That ain't happening. That ain't happening. Raising a family, you know, doing the things that are really important and the things that really matter. That ain't happening. Um, yeah, I don't think you're going to be on your deathbed one day and look back and go, I wish I went to more parties or spent more, you know, time shopping. It's like, you know, you're going to look back and say, oh, my God, like this person I created with someone I loved. Now, here's the thing. This is what men are going to say here. And, of course, these nasty comments were already said. Um, ma'am, you're they're 38. What, starting a family. This is a ridiculous mindset, but. You know, women think that this is possible. You're going to get the in vitro doctor at some point. That's You're going to get the in vitro doctor's kid. But where is all of this talk? 
15 years ago. I mean, 15 years ago, you had a chance. You would have been 23. But no, I mean, she said, she was like, I chose this path. Now I'm at the dead end. People call it the wall. People was like, she's not ugly. She certainly is not ugly. But what she wants primarily probably is a guy who's, again, I'm pretty sure if you she gave her standards of what she's looking for, a marriage-minded guy who's not emotionally traumatized, who's ready to settle down, who wants to have a family, who's between 38 and 42, six foot four, all right? He owns his own house. He has a job that makes $89,000 a year. She probably has a, 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 a ridiculous standard. A house on the beach, a vacation house in Vail, Steamboat Springs, condo. <laughs> you know, that's going to be the thing that, that's meaningful. So I feel unbelievably betrayed by feminism. And, and I don't want to put it on the movement because I believe you make your own choices. <laughs> he said God-fearing, God-fearing, yeah. Church-going, God-fearing, high morals, virgin. Six pack. That that's what she probably thought, talking about right here. Meanwhile, and everything I've done leading up to this point in my life has been my choice, and that's on me. But when I was a little girl, it was like, and this, and and to be to be fair, I think this partly comes from coming from a divorced family and seeing my mom kind of handle a lot. I mean, I just saw a woman a woman take care of a lot but i also it, i was constantly fed this idea that women can do everything we don't really need men women can women can have the great career and and have the kids that they like yeah but, but that is the dumbest thing i ever heard that is a woman there's women like this by the way but she didn't hit the lottery that is the exception to the rule but this dream that they've gave him, it's sad. It's sad to watch them go down in flames. And of course, when I take my ass to the junior college, I'm the bad guy. Okay, it's wild. And change the tires and do this. I mean, I grew up thinking, and men are great, but like I can do all the same things. I mean, I don't even know how that's possible. I don't even know why. How do they believe that? I mean, that is the devil. That is Satan's. That is the Satan's dream to them. They sell that to them like crazy. Um, but it is not true. In fact, it is so untrue that we don't even live this life as men. Like, even men don't live this life. Like, there's some men that are good fixing tires. There's some men that don't know how to fix a flat. We There's some men that'll br talk about it. Man, you better learn how to fix a flat. There's some men that'll say, I'll just call AAA. Like, men inherently have a hierarchy. We have ability and skill sets that limit us in the ability to have it all. We know this. We accept this. And we're reminded of this on a constant. Oh, you don't have this? Well, you can't get that. All right, we're reminded of this. So we, we don't have it all. We don't have it all. Now, there's some top-tier men that do have it all or can afford to have it all. And that's what they're comparing it against. They're comparing it against the men who are winning. Well, these men have a family and they have a good job and a career and they have somebody working at their beck and call. That ain't all of us. That ain't me. I ain't got none of that shit. I got severe limitations. I'm severely handicapped out here. <laughs> 
right? I'm in the middle of the totem pole. I might not never get to the top. You know what I mean? Like, we all out here struggling and striving. Who are you comparing this all against? Well, women inherently compare having it all to the men who win. Overwhelmingly white men. White men. I want to be CEO like men. What do you mean, like men? Like, I'll never be a CEO unless I open the company. Well, men get to be CEOs. You mean, do you guys know that six... Uh, 60% of CEOs at this is a couple of years ago are white and over six foot four, something like that. Ridiculous. Like over six feet two, white and got hair. Like that's how, that's how stringent it is at one point to become a CEO. You had to have hair be over 50, work 20 plus years, be six two and white. That was like your only chance of being a six CEO. <laughs> like it was that stringent. So if, yeah, old, you had to be like 50, 55, 60 with hair, salt and pepper, tall. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. If you're not that as a male, you were out, which eliminated 96% of men. 96% of men were eliminated statistically from a possibility of being a CEO. Yet these women running around here are like men or CEOs. What men? What men are you talking about? What about these men out here putting shingles on roofs in Las Vegas with 120 degree weather? What about them? You don't want to be like them. They look over there like, we don't want them jobs. We want to be CEO at 30. <laughs> at 30, worked at the company for five years. Women should be CEOs. Yeah, the ninja graduated from Harvard. He got an MBA and a, a JD. He married. Like, the, the likelihood, like the likelihood of uh, me becoming that is never. I would have to open my company up and build it up. And by the way, <laughs> and by the way, with that being said, more context to be added to it is that, you know, we have to put in that work. We know we would have to do that. Inherently, those opportunities aren't even available for us to build up a company, to become our own CEOs. But when we do, when we do, men typically become CEO. And they hire 50 to 500 employees. When women become CEOs, even of their own small business, it's almost inherently they don't hire many people. They might hire one or two people, if that. Most of it is just going to become their own business. I'm a business owner. I'm a boss, babe. When men open businesses, they literally employ the community. This is the part that they don't want to do. Men typically will open a business and be so hell-bent on the survival of the business that they will employ others. Women don't have this in their system, so it's often a selfish pursuit. Then it'll fail. Then they'll be out here like, What happened? Where did all the men go? 
he'll take he'll take no salary for five years, employ 50 people to keep the business going. And he used 20 years of work salary and savings in his future retirement fund to open that business. No grants. Nothing. He used his own cash money, savings, and discipline. And they just want to be, give me the title, all right? We deserve it. Look at him. He is CEO. He like, you know what I did to sacrifice to become CEO? I took no salary for five years. I ate a cup of noodles. I lived in my car. I got divorced. I lost my kids. Like, I did everything to build this shit from the ground up. And you're talking about men aren't CEOs. I mean, women can't be CEOs. Sacrifice everything. I sacrificed dating. I sacrificed traveling. I ain't took a vacation in 14 years. But they live their best life. Want to party, drink, do all the drugs, smoke all the smoke, drink all the drink, eat all the food, and then just show up. Why can't we be CEOs? Mm. <laughs> all right. This is a uh, childlike. It's sad to see, but of course, they don't want to hear this shit. Like, I really, I really feel, I do feel in many ways betrayed by that line of thinking. And I got that from so many of the women in my life, too. I mean, like I said, I do come from a very traditional family. So I wouldn't say so much from family, but just a lot of like the older women in my life, I kind of want to go back to some of those, some of those teachers and coaches and and say, what the hell did you mean by that? Because women can't do it all. I we can't. Oh man. Train oh, my life. I'm not about to listen to all this shit. I'm pretty sure there's some funny moments in this. But uh there you go right there. Betrayed by feminism, and now the reality's hit. But the thing is, the moment of truth and the point of no return, you're at the point of no return. All right, I always warn even men that the point of no return and the moment of truth will hit you when it's too late, right? You'll find the truth out, but it's too late to go back. A lot of people in 2023 and 2024 want to go back to 2019 with the knowledge you've accumulated in 2023. It don't work like that. It don't work like that. You can't go back to 2019 and go, I can't go back to high school and say, now I know. Okay, go back to high school and then go, oh, I know all the info. You got to be able to make conscious decisions and plan and have vision and walk the line, be disciplined when it's time so that when you get to the fork in the road, you don't take the shortcut and then come back and say, damn, let me restart. Give me an exception. Bail me out. Take me as I am. Take me at my worst so you can get the best. You have no best to give. Not for the man you want. One more short video, and I'll do the Super Chats. We do have this woman here. I don't know what she's going to say because I don't forgot, but let's see it. So the most common questions I get um, dating at 32 are, one, would you consider leaving California, which is a hard no. <laughs> have you been here? It's 75 and sunny all the time. Yes, I realize the taxes are high, and eventually I'm hoping that we'll vote red. But Damn. Okay, this woman's 32. She looks decent. She looks 40. All right, she looks 40. I'm not even kidding. All right, but, but let me continue. I digress. 
Two is do you want to go back to my place, which is also a hard no. I'm looking for a husband, not a hookup. Can we get it together, sir? And three is do you want to have more kids? And that's that, that, that's where my message is going to come, come out today. Okay, my public service announcement is um, I would have loved to have more kids, okay? That was the goal. I was like, I want all the kids. I want to have a bunch of kids. Um, but I got started in my 20s. I got married at 23, and I had my first kid at 25, and then at 27, and then I planned on doing 29 and 31, and that was me, bang, four in a row. Early 30s, easy bounce back. Got patience, how it's supposed to go. Why are you men starting your I want to have kids journey at 32 and 35? Brothers, I don't get why they don't see that they're the problem. I don't get why they don't see why they're the problem. This is obviously, you're asking for the impossible scenario. I would take you, there would be men that will take this, right? That would be no problem. But now she's provided Mission Impossible. Number one, she says she lives in California. So she's living behind her means, beyond her means. That's obvious. She's broke. All right, so she's broke. Let you get it through your thick skull that I'm broke. Dead flat. That's number one. Broke. I've got three dollars and eighty-five cents. So she's she's unwilling to sacrifice and move to somewhere that's affordable. So she's beyond her means, competing in a marketplace where she cannot compete. Okay, she's competing for Chad's at thirty-two bullocks forty, and she's not willing to live responsibly. She's 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 getting eaten alive in California with three and four kids and divorce. All right, and I'm sure much of her income is child support and alimony. Number one, number two, she's a divorcee. Okay, that's that's another problematic. So I think she has at least two or three or four kids. That's another problem. Number three, you are actually asking or waiting for a miracle. You're waiting for California to turn red so you can figure out how to live affordably in California. California ain't turning red, man. The California Mafia got that shit locked down. It ain't turning red. All right, Gavin Newsom and the whole four families of California, Jerry Brown and the Pelosi's, they got that shit on lock. All right, it ain't turning red anytime soon. It may not turn red back in my lifetime. All right, it, it, it's gone. All right, that ship is sailed. So now you want to know why men at 32 and 35 want to start families. Let's start there, all right, because she has something else to add. All right, so she's already asking for the impossible thing. Let me continue. What has what has gone wrong exactly? You because you lived your best life in your twenties. No, your best life is getting married and having kids. That's living your best life. Y'all got it all wrong. You're buying this nonsense about folks on your career and and live your best life and sleep around in your twenties and then get to your thirties and desperately search for a partner to reproduce for you. That is some interesting projection. <laughs> that is some interesting projection. She is using what we're saying. She basically just took what men said. Hey, it's too late for you. You focused on your career and party and fucked and got ran through. Now you want to find a stable wife. You should have got married early. What are you? What that mean? Brothers. That is the most absurd. Brothers, you heard that, right? <laughs> yeah, that was a that was straight jacket. What? 
Man, I'm telling you, man, you guys are fighting a losing battle out here with a lot of people. Not a lot. lot of, what? Okay, let's go back. Men in their 20. You talking about Chad. You talking about Tyrone. You can't be talking about me. You can't be talking about me. <laughs> yeah, reverse psychology. She hit us with the Uno reverse. She gaslighting us. Coping. You cannot be talking about the men out here. You know what men do in their 20s? They don't get pussy. That's first of all. That's a fact. You got uh, uh, well over a third of men that ain't getting no sex. And the next third is barely getting any. That's number one. Number two, men in their 20s are building the life that they need to build by 32 and 35 to possibly hopefully get the woman they want to just look at them, acknowledge them, considerable, consider them as a possible mate. That's what they're doing in their 20s. You talking about Chad. Number three, what men are doing in their 20s, they possibly did try marriage and they got divorced by 32 and 35. <laughs> That's what happened. So that now at your age, you're claiming to be 32, and it's quite obviously that you're touching on 40's door. You are finding a pool of less men. Number one, men that have been hurt and traumatized by women like you because you've already been divorced. So there's that. Number two, men that have been unsuccessful with women and men that have put off having families to wait for the women to focus on their careers. This is wild. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this Uno reverse. She out her her mind. And of course, how many likes does this video have? 666. So that should have told me something. <laughs> this is what? Oh, man. Um, as a female, our clocks are ticking. And so is our patients. So. The problem is ours is not ticking. The problem you have, ma'am, is that no matter how much feminism and how many people fight it and how much Botox and how much of this bullshit you hear on the Internet that women are happy, single, and 40, our clock is not ticking. It's not. It never ticks out. As long as you're useful or valuable, you can, we can extend this shit out to 30, 40, and 50 if we need to. We're not on your timeline. We're not on your timeline. So now you done had all your kids. My question is, what do I get? I, this is an honest question that nobody, not even Yada Awakening, not even Anton Daniels could acknowledge it. I'm going to review their question, but Anton seems to be the more reasonable. What do men get? Oh, I got it. You know what we get? We're supposed to be selfless. We're supposed to hope we get something in return. We're supposed to pour in and just wait and see if the flowers grow and just hope that we get just something. We're supposed to sacrifice. We're supposed to just put out there, be treated as a utility. We have a duty. We have an obligation. We're supposed to just do. What are you getting this men back? You don't even want to, you don't even want to give them kids. This is, a, this is the bizarre world that we live in, but of course, I'm wrong, aren't I? 
Yeah, man, let's get to these super chats, man. What a world we live in, man. It's a clown world at that point. Uh, but now we're getting to the point where they're Uno reversing us. It's getting weird out here. All right, it's getting weird. But I think what much of this comes from is that what they think is men are just satisfied with getting a woman's attention. We're satisfied with getting just a little bit of pussy. Just a little bit. Oh, thank you. Oh, I'm getting lucky. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you for getting. But those men, those times will change. That's not the case anymore. Men aren't just satisfied with no puss, no attention from women. All right, it's wild. All right, we got some super chats to cover. Um, Catfish Tail says, if this stream falls off the tracks, pick it up three times. Shout out to you and put it back. Did I get uh, Stephen Russell with the co-sponsorship? Thank you, damn, so much wisdom from such a young man. Appreciate you. Aaron Guy, if sex is so taboo, then what's up with the term incel? Indeed. All right, the, the term incel is a new creation of frustrated men, obviously, right? Um, but it's supposed to be taboo. CJ says, last stream you said Mexican men marry and stay married to gorditas. Arab men are like that too. Their wives are skinny when they're young, but when they get older, they be thick under that burqa. They do be. They do be, indeed. Well, naturally, women are going to gain weight. So that's a battle they can never really fight very well they're going to gain weight and that's to protect them uh because they're going to lose a massive amount of weight once they start aging all right they're going to lose weight eventually um but a lot of that weight gain is to get knocked up multiple times all right but they be getting they be getting big man that's just that's just how women (laughs) king speech negro please preach i was never married but lived with a woman she cut the sex off after two months of living together it hurt me to the my core never again thank you coach he says the dad i never had guys that that man i'm telling you that is a hard thing for men to ever recover from from when a when a man invests in a woman and he pours in and she cuts sex off right she uses it as leverage um she belittles him for wanting to be sexual why you always horny and why you always touching me one of the reasons a man commits to a woman is the sex Y'all can deny it all you want. We're not just going to be out here. I want to serve and protect my wife and my girlfriend. He commits to a woman because she becomes a constant resource of sex. She leads with that. She loves bombs. She leverages that. Well, if you marry me, I'll give you sex. I'll give you access to me. All right, so I'm going to hold it off until we get married. Or she'll flood you with sex, love bomb you, and then make you think that that's going to be your natural state. That's not the state for most people. What will happen is she'll give you that. Then you'll get it more and more and more. And eventually she'll figure out, why am I giving him access to this so much? I need to, I need to be able to get him to do more things so I'll control it. Or I'll reject him. Or I'll pretend to not understand why you want sex. That is delusion on her part. If you don't understand why a man wants sex and wants to touch on you, and you're in his presence, you're the foolish one, not him. If you're in a man's presence personally and or he's invested or he's moved you in or he's going to want to fuck, that's what he wants to do. And to criticize him or belittle him for this behavior uh, basically tells me you're not a mature woman. That's what he wants to do. He cannot turn it off. He's going to want to touch on you. Because before that, he couldn't touch on anyone. He couldn't touch on anyone. 
He didn't have anyone available. Now, if you don't want to do the job, just gracefully bow out. But when you belittle him and then you wonder why he doesn't want to come back to you and use you for sex or when you're ready or to be intimate, then you got nobody to blame but yourself. Do not blame him for that shit. Do not blame him. This is bullshit. Derek, you says uh, when it's a when it's a new reason every time she says no. uh, That's what that's when you know it's time to leave. He says, I dealt with this before. He says, was getting more when I was single. That's a fact. All right. You get more. Most men get more when you're single. Uh, DJ Berserk says, please stop responding to these Mitches. They argue in bad faith. Indeed, he says, they just come in with the spirit of disruption to derail the conversation. And I never let them derail it because I'm going to make sure they get what they need. But I appreciate that. Uh, Takeem says, showing you, supporting you, coach. Sorry. And your message, keep your foot on their neck by telling the truth. Hold the line, fellas. We need the support, coach, and this powerful message that helps men get by and do better. CJ, they get fat on purpose just so the husband won't bother them for sex. He says, if you love your husband, you won't disrespect them like that. There is something to that. Fear to none. Oh, by the way, they, they also don't keep their appearance up when they're around the house. Okay, that's, a, that's them trying to uh, cut you off from sex. I mean, this is inherent. It's within them. Uh, but do you notice when it's time to go out, when it's time to go to a family function, when it's time to go out to a girl's nights out, when it's time to go have fun, when it's time to go to work, she gets dressed. I don't want to look bad for my boss. I'm going to look bad out there at the club, at the bar. I don't want to look bad out there at my family function. This bitch come on there and paint her face like demolition. Okay. Why don't I get that at home? Well, you supposed to expect, and she was sitting over there with bubble guts, diarrhea, farting. All right. She got her booty shorts on, feet on out. All my furniture smelling like corn nuts. She got all her face wash on. No lipstick, nothing. No lip gloss, nothing. This is what I call sandbagging. Sandbagging. It's disrespectful, by the way. Women in the past did not do this. They would wake up early in the morning to put on a face. All right, I don't want my husband to see my face. All right. So it's truly, truly what you're getting is a sandbagging woman. Um, and you need to call this behavior out. Call this behavior out. All right, now, you're going to not present that in front of me. Now, guys, you also got to present a better image of yourself as well. But you're not going to present that and be here and be a lazy slob. All right, for me, because I'm giving you what you want. Now, if you don't want to do it, this is why you have leverage. Yep, she took her wig off. She's sitting around in a bonnet. All right, no, you cannot, you guys cannot accept this. This is disrespectful behavior. Well, what's wrong? You look like a slob. That's what's wrong. All right? <laughs> you look like a slob. All right? And I will not accept it. Okay, well, I'm going to do it. Okay, get out. I mean, come on, man. It's the pretty answer, all right? All right, anyway. Yep, makeup all everywhere. Anyway. <laughs> Bitter Nun says he's training her D. Uh, she's training his D to reject her P by emasculating. Yep. She's training his D to reject her P by emasculating. All right, shout out to Rock Star. That's what I'll call you for the ninja ninja swear job. Shout out to you. Agent Machine says, for going nuclear on this issue, the pain men endure and go through, um, it says right here, to go through this on top of false allegations and alienation needs to be 
um, it says right here, state it openly and forcefully. It, it needs to. Because I'm tired of people trying to get me to see your side. I'm not here for that. I'm here, you're getting my side. We're not here for no balanced talk. I, I've already, everybody knows that. You want a balanced conversation, go somewhere else. I'm here to express this side. This is the side you're going to get. And, oh, this is not a debate platform. I know you used to YouTubers calling people up and call in and, and hop on and let's talk it through and, and then just filibustering and, and pointing out and gaslighting me and red herring. I'm not here for that. I'm not here for that. You're not going to get it here. All right, so I don't know what to tell you. You're going to get my side. And it's the side that needs to be talked about forcefully and openly. All right, King Speech says, more context. I was paying all the bills. He says, bought all the groceries, gave her money and more money for herself. Every time I reached for her, it was a no. He says, thank you for your message. P.S. I had to stop ninja watching. Thank you, sir. And a lot of men have been there. A lot of men have been there. John Ellison. And, and guys, somebody said the YouTube beef. Yep. H have you seen me engage in YouTube beef? I did one. And I was in 2019. I ain't did another one. I ain't here for the bullshit. I'm not here for the beef. I'm not here for your bullshit either. All right. If you want to make videos on me, Ninja, I ain't never responded. I ain't responded to one this video, one cut up video. I ain't responded to none of them. Go ahead. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> right. You think I'm going to change my mind because you edited a video on me? Please. You think I'm going to change my mind based on the experience in life that I lived and seen others live because you want to make a video about me? It ain't going to happen. You know how many people made videos on me? And I gave them zero back. And they sitting back up there. Uh, and I paid your rent that month. That month, Congratulations. You got your rent paid. But guess what? Video ain't got no views since then. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> All right. Glad you made some money off my image. All right. Shout out to John Ellison says, start calling these ninjas. Ban bitch. Ask Ninja, band bitches, he says, uh, when they give these fairy comments. All right, I'm trying to read it. Shout out to Rob Sawyer says, if I were to tell you that an elevator had an 80% chance of falling from the 100th floor, would you bet or take the stairs? Apply that to marriage. L Boogie says, my friend admitted to me that his wife constantly rejects him for sex. I was depressed for him. The most rejection a man will go through is from the leech that he has legally attached himself to. 100%. All right, Sheldon with the co-sponsorship. He says traditional marriage is not the same as a biblical marriage. Traditional monogamy only is marriage in a Roman paganistic construct that has been inherently something, or I think you said inherited by the West, Biblical marriage not only allows a man to add wives, it mandates it in certain cases. And also, even polygamy is not supposed to be sexual polygamy. I had a guy, there's a guy in Africa or from Africa that said polygamy is treated as much like monogamy is treated in the West. Essentially, they just want you to do a duty. You have to do this or else. Even polygamy is not for sexual pleasures. It's not a sexual polygamous relationship. It is a duty relationship because there's no survival of their race or tribe without it. 
So that's how it's treated over there. And a lot of us think polygamy, more wise, more peace leave. All right. But the reality is it's a duty similar to marriage here. It's a duty with little reward. And hey, we have to do this so that inherently women over here don't give you a reward. Well, what do I get? Well, why do you want something? You get me. Right. And so you're seeing there's no reciprocity. And that's how women look at marriage. Hey, he do. He does all of this pouring, pouring, pouring. And you'll be lucky if you get something. You see? All right, but um, that's the biblical construct as well. Traditional marriage is struggling against the real biblical marriage. But I think they hold men's feet to the fire when it comes to marriage. But then we don't hold women's feet to the fire. Because inherently, there is supposed to be no reward. There is inherently not supposed to be a reward for men. We're supposed to just do it because. Or it benefits the children. Think about it. When they tell you, you need to get married. Why? So you can make a good, honest woman out of her. And you can support her. And you can raise some kids that will be productive citizens. And Okay, what else? What, what, what else? <laughs> and, and you'll make more money. And, and you'll make more money at jobs. And you'll live longer slightly. You become a, a government mule. You'll become. The community will benefit. You won't do risky behavior. You, you won't have fun anymore. Uh, you won't die in a motorcycle crash. Like, <laughs> so it's one of those things that is like inherently there is no reward specifically for you. Shout out to Sheldon, man. Shout out to you. He says, uh, did I get that one? Oh, he also asked the Bible understands the nature of women as a man, a man as a leader has the authority to add a helpmate if he chooses. The paganistic monogamy only cult undercuts the man's inherent biblical authority. Shout out to you there. All right. Shout out to you. Thank you for adding that. I like to explore it more. Mr. Jonathan West said, who would dare debate the truth of see God Allah? Um, who, would, and who would dare debate me authentically? Like a real natural debate. Meaning hearing me out, not waiting me. So you mean, so, so what you're saying is, see, that's what I get. And I hear that from a lot of debates on YouTube. I try not to watch them because they're almost unwatchable, right? But um, they're almost unwatchable. There's nothing productive that happens. There's a lot of arguing. Then it becomes a spitball fight. And then people are calling another guy poor, another guy bitter. You don't understand. You don't get bitches. You don't have a mouthpiece. Uh, clowning. Now, I'm not here for a clown show. I'll make my own clown show. All right, we're almost done, though. Um, thank you for watching the show. Ghost J says, Coach, she smells like a bag of onions. Of course, that's how the wife smells. I haven't showered in three days, and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing? All right, you're going to have to pay me for those debates, man. You're going to have to pay me money to sit through that. And by the way, the one, <laughs> yeah, the Hafiz, the Hafiz playbook. All right, um... You know, I and they got me one time. They've been asking me to come back out for that show, SOS. Shout out to Adam. Um, I don't participate in that, Ninja. I'm going to need some money, for real. I mean, that none of that shit turns me on. Plus, they all the way in Miami, and I find that a lot of content creators aren't on the West Coast. So I got to fly to them, pay my own money. Them niggas don't reimburse me, no matter who it is. They want me to just pay to go over there, pay hotel so I can pop on their show, and they can collect the Super Chats. What kind of fool do you think I am? What kind of damn fool do you think I am? My name is CGA, C God Allah. You think I'm going to go pay 
to fly over or across the damn country so I can appear on a show that I ain't getting paid on. And then you're going to have people uh, jumping out the closet at me, trying to make a name for themselves. Then you pull up money. When you email me, put a goddamn dollar sign on it. I ain't got no time to wait. What is this shit? Like, what is this YouTube shit where you think I'm trying to make a name? Ninja, my name stands alone. They just want me to go on a show so they can pick up the super chat. And I'm sitting over here down a thousand, fifteen hundred bucks. <laughs> and so some bitch can make a name off of herself for her Instagram. This is some goofy ass shit. Ninja, I'm going to sit right here in this studio. <laughs> Y'all some goofy ass people, man. Stop emailing me and calling me with this bullshit. No, I don't want to be on your show unless you got money. Pay me. Ninja, pin me, pay me. <laughs> Fuck. But a lot of YouTubers, y'all will do that shit. Hey, man, do me a Zoom. Pop on my live stream. Fuck you. I ain't popping on shit. Pay me. <laughs> you can come to my show. The Fuck. I mean, I'll tell you, man, these YouTubers is crazy, man. <laughs> Put some respect on my name. He said it's crazy out here. I ain't trying to make a name off of you and you off of me. Pay me, ninja dollar sign. You see it? It's on the screen. <laughs> now these ninjas is like, oh, shit. The hell going on, man? I gotta fly across and get you just in the advance. Book the hotel, book my flight, pay me my money, I'll show up. <laughs> Ghost J, shout out to you, man. It ain't that hard. Or I'll sit over here. I got two shows to do. I got nine shows a week, plus two member shows. Well, I'm supposed to put then I pay all of that, miss all my shows. So I can fly over there to your monkey ass for a free, unauthentic debate with a YouTuber that we announce later. Like, what are we doing, fam? Now Hafiz jump out the closet. Rolo jump out the closet. Now I got to depend on, all right, now I got to argue this nigga. And then I don't get nothing. Only fans broad. Trying to make me look bad. Ninja, pay me. Fuck with these YouTubers, man. You guys are crazy. And then the small channel's like, just because you big don't mean pay me, motherfucker. Like, what the hell? <laughs> I'm not here just to talk for free. Well, you big timing us. No, I'm not. I can do my show or yours. If you want me not to do my show and do yours, pay me. It's that simple. I'm missing my show to do yours. Y'all some weirdos. How does it make sense? <laughs> How does it make sense? It, that's the most common sense shit that you heard all day. It ain't that hard. And no, I don't want to debate Destiny or Rolo or none of these people. And now it don't mean nothing to me. It means zero to me. I get nothing out of this. None. <laughs> Y'all got the game fucked up out here, ninja. All right, anyway. 
All right, anyway, I, or I'll sit over here and do my show with 200 people watching me. It'll be way better than me going over there doing that shit. And if you don't think I am deserve it, well, leave me the fuck alone. I mean, I, it's pretty simple. Don't message me to come on your show. I don't need to pay you. Don't message me to come on your show then. It's that simple because I didn't ask you. You asked me. <laughs> Stop wasting my damn time. For real. And I do. People, people are like, you talking about me? I'm talking about everybody. Everybody. All of y'all. I'll do my show. I ain't trying to get famous. She says it could grow your channel more. Fuck growing my channel. Nobody care about that shit. My channel is small and I get more live viewers than anybody. I ain't care about no damn growing channel and it don't grow your channel. What happens is your subscribers go subscribe to them. You guys don't know nothing about YouTube. Your channel doesn't grow. It ain't going to grow like you think it's going to grow. You guys are stupid. It ain't going to grow your channel. By the way, I had two of the most viral videos last year and none of my channels grew. Stop it. It actually grew the other people's channel. It grew the Sascast channel, and it grew Pearl's channel, and it grew Hafiz. It didn't grow me. It actually, it actually took Hafiz's actually killed Hafiz's channel, actually killed his channel, and he went into retirement. It don't grow your channel. It's lies. I give the views to them and the and the super chat, and I'm shadow banned and ain't growing. I had the hottest video out in October, December last year, and it didn't go up. Pay me the money directly. Ninja, you want me to hop on the track? Pay me the directly. Fuck the residuals. <laughs> you getting some real shit now. The only way my channel will blow up is if a, 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 a channel had a, a million, two million subs and I hopped on there and I, and I did what I needed to do. And it might went up 5,000 subs. Who cares about that shit. I got the hottest channel here, and this is my secondary channel for you guys that want to know. I already got a channel and a YouTube plaque. You see it back here. I got a YouTube plaque. I'm not all trying to get another plaque. It, that shit means nothing to me, bro. I get viewers despite I'm a under 100,000 channel. I got another channel. Two, it loses subscribers just sitting there. <laughs> I've been there, done that. I'm going to spend $2,000 to fly over there to grow my channel full of haters. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, anyway. They'll get more subscribers than I'll... They'll get more of my subscribers than, than, than the subscribers will come to me. That's what it is. Guys, I've been here, done that. But I'll kill a channel before my channel will grow. <laughs> Anyway, what are we doing, man? I hate to educate y'all. He said the real viewer count ain't even shown for real. We already know it's six, it's thousands of people that watch me. Thousands. In this show, when I end it, it's going to say 10,000. <laughs> That's people that came in and out. That's people that didn't watch the whole show. Thousands. What do I need to get up for? So it can go to 12,000? <laughs> all right anyway yo man i got this shit figured out where we at has space will travel greg that great 
seeking woman was shuffling. Indeed. Shout out to the party says you went off facts. All right. Shout out to scope says, thanks for all you do. It's an evil world. We live in brothers. It's an evil world. We live in. All right. Shout out to not no government name. Shout out to you for the 385. You get it through your thick skull that I'm broke. Dead, flat, stony, broke. I've got $3.85 in my purse. Shout out to JB says, Coach is freaking hilarious. <laughs> All right, shout out to you. JC says, my Mastodon coming over. We about to try that soaking thing. All right, good luck. Macaroni Tony says, I'm a chill, but I'm old enough to remember. Okay, I got that one. Shout out to our brother, Jay Angelo. That's all I'll say. CJ, how many, uh, how many, how many beautiful wives got husbands cheating with an adjustable four at work because the work four gives him attention and appreciation that he's missing at home? Y'all better listen to CGA. Yep. It don't matter what the woman looked like. She pretty and she didn't gain weight. That means nothing, bro. Is she touching his peen? <laughs> a man's loyal to whoever's touching his peen. <laughs> All right. Whoever touches the man's peen gets the loyalty. Whoever doesn't touches his peen, he gets, she gets the obligation. Shout out to Dame Digital says the realest on YouTube. Always the best rants. And of course, they always make the most sense in here. In here. All right. Shout out to, oh, this brother right here. Oh, shout out to our brother. He, he says they're a big, uh, this is uh, Mr. We'll call you 1986. Our brother, man, the guy who got his kid abducted and went to Ukraine. Man, Mr. Carlos. He says there are four big enemies in divorce court. Your ex, her lawyer, the judge, and your own lawyer. It's four against one. Four against one. Any man that has ever been in court, your lawyer does not work for you. What does your lawyer do? Shout out to the lead attorney. Lead attorney, you know what? I got, I, I got to have an appointment with you. Lead attorney. Lead attorneys always tell you, I'm the only one that can tell you this. I challenge, I beg to differ. I beg to differ. Meet me at sundown. All right, back to back, 10 paces. All right, I, I, I need to make sure that we understand that the king of kings and the man that can tell you that is not on the professional end, that ain't going to give you the professional version, the man that has been stripped by divorce attorneys, I could tell you, you ain't the only one that got stories. I got stories. TLA, check in. Check in, brother. That, that's the only freebie that I want out here. Because the lead attorney saying, he the only one I can tell you this. Oh, no, sir. Yeah, I've had my kids stripped from me by lawyers. My own. Forced to pay people like the professions, the professionals in the lead, in the lead attorney's field. See, I'm going I'm to tell I'm going to tell the part about the divorce attorney for the man who he gets nothing from and he got to pay 20, 30, 40, $50,000 and he gets nothing from divorce attorneys like the people who work with lead attorney. See, that's the part he leaving out. See, that's the part I can tell. See, let's get two bald heads together and put these two together. You wear your blue suit, I'll wear my black shirt. 
and let me add a layer to your show. See, the part where the divorce attorney that works for me just milks me for money and don't get me what I need to get done. That part you haven't told yet, sir, and that's why I'm the complete answer. I'm the AI of this shit. I'm the only one in this sphere that got the complete story. Mm, you left that part out, sir. Yeah. All right. Ball heads unite together. I'm going to tell you, you left that part out. Yeah. <laughs> I got some whoppers, sir. Why do men have to spend 20 to 50K to get what they should be getting for free? Can we talk about that part? That's my brother, too. I do this in love. I don't mean any beef. There's no beef between me and him. We do this for love. He's here. He comes to my show from time to time. I go to his show from time to time. But that part, we haven't talked about that. Where the attorneys rob these fathers, giving them false promises, and they rob the mothers, too, giving them false promises, and they all go out to the country club and play golf and eating crab and goddamn oysters and shit. What about that part? <laughs> they done paid off their student loan and sent their grandkids to college off of our pain and strife. What about that? See, I'll add that context to the show, which will complete the circle for the men out here. All right, last one. Shout out to Crypto Keeper. Says, I was wondering about Sauce. Sir, you're killing it. He says, appreciate you going on, but cash makes the world move. By the way, I appreciate the words about the brokies shout out to you and us brokies indeed indeed and shout out to john james sexton i haven't called you yet i know uh shout out to our brother jonathan c noble i love our brothers in arms here the attorneys that speak out all right but i'm gonna add that part shout out to kevin sullivan for the n-word jar hurt these mitch ass ninjas feeling cga that's what we doing <laughs> all right uh anyway shout out to the coach gang and enjoy your day. No evening show today. We'll be back in the morning. Maybe I'll come back Friday evening too. We out of here. Peace.